And we're recording. God's name. God's peace. God's plan. Mm-hmm. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> All right. Now that we are, in fact, recording, John Gruden has a micro penis and his hair sucks. My name's Don. I listen to Jason Mraz cry alone in the shower. Joining me today, my co-host, Damian Johnson. He's got a sweet beard. We have Joshua, a.k.a. Buddha, Joel. They call his room the cockpit. Going in there. Guess it's not slick. Then we have the one, the only, booty god, Bundy Joel. Rocking a serious neck beard today. Hey. Fucking beard is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Going on. Nice. Going into week six. So last week, just just go through the games here, give you the scores. Yeah, the Colts at Pats. Pats take it 38-24. I called 37-24. I was pretty close. Broncos at Jets. Broncos obviously lose to the Jets 34-16. Packers at Lions. Packers probably would have won if they could have made a field goal. Lions win 31-23. Giants go to the Panthers. Panthers win. Graham Gano pulls out his cock. Fucking tees off for 64 yards. 33-31 win. Titans at the Bills. Close one. Bills win 13-12. No thanks to the fucking retard. Falcons at what the fuck just happened? Falcons at Steelers. Steelers win a lot. 41-17. Chris Connor, huge horn. Ravens at Browns. Ravens James, James. end up losing. Who did I say? Chris Connor. Yeah, he plays hockey. Shout out Chris Connor though. Shout out Chris Connor, Michigan Shout Tech alum. Connor. That's awesome. <laughs> Ravens at Browns. Browns win a nail biter, 12 to 9. A lot of field goals. A lot of just boring to watch. Dolphins at Bengals. Bengals win 27-17. Jags at Chiefs. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes again, 30-14. Raiders at Chargers. Chargers win 26-10. Not a close game. Vikings at the Eagles. Vikings win 23-21. Rams at Seattle. Pretty close divisional game there, 33-31. Fun game to watch late night. Cards at Niners. Cards win 28-18. I didn't really foresee that being a thing, but it was. Cowboys at Texans. Texans win in overtime, 19-16. Redskins at Saints. The Saints take off. 43 to 19. Drew Brees now the number one passer in history. Pretty cool shit. I ended up uh, nine and six on the week. I was ten and five. Uh, I think the difference being, I did see the Cardinals winning last week. Yeah. I think me and Damian were the only two that took them. Yeah. Go for I it. definitely did not. You're the only the two. Fifty percent of the podcast. Yeah. Definitely the only two that took. Them. We were probably the only two. Outside of Cardinals fans, we took fucking cards in that game. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, beats his meat hard over there, just slinging straight boulders. That's not great. I went eight and seven, but I yeah. did call the Lions beating the Packers. So thanks for playing. Yeah, eight and seven, not good. Most definitely drank an entire handle of dry gin after that one, just to punish himself. It's pretty terrible. But you know, since he made so many field goals, he's still got a job. Yeah. Until this Sunday, at least. Or Monday, actually. Yeah, if he has a bad weekend this weekend, it might be uh, the Mason Crosby era. Also, Mm -hmm. field goals. Dan Bailey went three for five, but he made the one that counted. So that wouldn't have had to have uh, been in that position if you would have drilled him. That Joseph from the Browns made the ugliest 37-yard field goal I've ever seen. Hey, I don't think I've seen a football spin sideways for that far. Got the W. It's got the W. 
They don't have he's out, there. he's out there eating W's. I don't give a fuck if my kicker kicks the ball and it's going sideways, backwards, as long as it goes through, you know, the fucking upright. I don't care. Just it's make going backwards. Ball. It's not going in. Just make. You can do a uh, gram yeah. go just pull out. You got these Australian kickers, you know, maybe they got this weird shit. Kicks it backwards. The wind takes it. Goes through the upright. I don't know. You're doing a lot of fancy shit with kicking the football these days. Anyone else watch that? Graham Gano just, like, dropped his fucking spandex and bent his cock at the end into a nine iron and just rocked that bitch for 64 yards? No, didn't see it. That thing might have been good from 75. <laughs> that thing was a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Still not the record, but he's getting there. Are we still talking about the footballer's dick? <laughs> wow. Yes. I mean, what is football without some dick? You're not wrong. Shut mm. talk about dick. Shut up. Easy for you to say with your fucking mackerel the bunga having ass. Mmm. Gotta bring that out. The blisters don't have to know that. Well, they do know. I thought you said something about blisters. I was like, you should definitely get that looked at. But... Now, last week, went to the must start, must sit. I said, must start, Matt Ryan. He's gonna have a big day. I was wrong. <laughs> I was really, really wrong. Okay, he played like dog shit. I said, you must start Melvin Gordon against Oakland. I was right. 21 PPR points. So you must start Antonio Brown to play with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to let his nuts drag. There it is, 28 PPR points. It says start Zach Ertz versus fucking Minnesota because, fuck it, why not? 27 PPR points. I mean, come on. Must sits, working into that. I said you must sit Case Keenum. If it wasn't for his garbage time performance, he would have sucked, but he had 21 PPR points. I said sit Dalvin Cook. Good call. He had no touches because he was inactive. Josh Gordon at the Colts. He had two touches for 13 points. He had a tutter, but only two touches. He said, sit Jesse James because, like I said, McDonald's were getting all the targets. Jesse James had four points on two touches. So, overall, pretty good on the I must start, must sit, six and two. I was also six and two on the week. Um, I, I, I said to play Alex Smith versus the Saints. I was wrong. Uh, he got 13 points, 275, a pick, and a rush touchdown, rushing touchdown. I said to play TJ Yeldon, he had 25 PPR points. I said play pretty much anybody in the Pittsburgh-Atlanta game. On the Pittsburgh side, I was correct. In the Atlanta game, only Mohamed Sanu was really worth starting. Well, I mean, Julio did okay, too, I guess. 11 PPR points, but... Yeah, I don't know. Juju and Sanu and Brown were the main guys on that one. And then I said to play Austin Hooper versus Pittsburgh, and he had nine receptions, 77 yards, and uh, 16 PPR points. My sits, I said to sit Andy Dalton. He had 12 points. Uh, I said sit Carlos Hyde versus Baltimore. He had nine PPR points. I said to sit Chiefs wide receivers. Um 13 PPR points for Sammy Watkins, 12 PPR points for Tyree Kill, and 4 PPR points for Conley. And then my biggest mistake, Eric Ebron. I said to sit Eric Ebron versus the New England Patriots because stats-wise, the Patriots were first against tight ends. Eric Ebron came out, got nine receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns for 31 PPR points. Made me look like a fucking idiot. Hmm. Yes. Well... My, uh, mine was terrible. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, bad. Wow. Uh, I, I said to go ahead and start Goff 
not good. No. Cooks, knocked out with a conky. Henry, meh. Jesse James, nothing. And then I said, go ahead and sit. Mahomes, meh. Hopkins, tore Dallas apart. Kenyon Drake finally scored a fucking touchdown. I said, sit him. And Ebron. Ebron had a big day. Ebron had a big day. <laughs> Just bad across the board. I fucked that up hard. Mm. Yeah, so uh, my picks were also terrible. We're not going to go over it, but we will touch on a couple of them. Considering I said don't start anybody from the Jets. Well, Robbie Anderson, <laughs> Robbie, Jets. Robbie Anderson had a big day. Yeah. I also said to uh, start Matt McDonald. Uh, he had like 1.6 points PPR. So we're going to leave it at that. wasn't a good week. Not going to waste the listeners' time. Shout out Bradley Roby. You gave me a fucking aneurysm trying to watch you fucking hop, skip, and jump fucking Rain Man your way down the field the whole game. Piece of shit. Oh, tangents. I love them. Oh, we'll get into it later. My putts oh, of the week time. <laughs> oh, I got a, I got a putts. Of, I'm sure me and Bundles putts of the week's probably the same fucking person. So I can only imagine. We'll see. My putts of the week is Seether for not making another album. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still talking about football? <laughs> I thought we were talking oh. about punk from the nineties. <laughs> They got the halftime show at the Super Bowl, right? What the fuck? <laughs> no, I, I heard a so. back. I hope so. <laughs> Breaking news. Nickelback substituted a halftime show for Hinder. All right, sick. I'll be watching that one. Coming from the dick of an angel. Yes. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Big fan of anything Hinder. <laughs> Yikes. All right. I have Velvet Revolver's posters all over my house. Hey, don't talk shit about Velvet Revolver. Don't talk shit about Total. <laughs> I was a waste of liquor. You spit it all over myself. It's fine. Fine. Oh, my goodness. So, moving on now. We got week six coming up. Some good games, some boring games. Thursday night game is just makes me want to shit on the floor. Not excited about that at all. You got the Eagles going into New York play. But this, I think, I think the only NFC East game that's been played so far is the Giants and Cowboys. So if the Eagles end up losing this game, do you think the uh, wheels fall off the wagon? I, I think they do. I think at that point you're. Yeah, Carson Wentz hasn't been doing shit. Team in general is just not playing very well. The defense, who is supposed to be very good coming into the season, is not playing very well. They've been torched. Jay he's done for the year, so. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Rumor has it, though, they have contacted the Bills to get Shady McCoy back, so keep your eyes Yeah, that trade could potentially go down tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Could. So he could actually play tomorrow for the Eagles. I hope that happens. I hope that happens because I have Shady McCoy and I haven't used him all goddamn year. I dropped so him. if he ends up in Philadelphia, it may happen. Oh, I may right. need him. I may be able to I may be able to use him. Yeah. Had a rough quick little, uh, quick little uh note, Wendell Smallwood might want to start looking at him. Mm. Corey Clement I'm looking at my Smallwood if you want. Corey Clement is hurt right now though, isn't he? Uh he's He's, he's expected to play this week, I think. Though. Okay. 
He's been out for a little bit. I stay away from that whole uh, Eagles train wreck of a backfield. So if you're yeah. backed up against the corner, though, you gotta if have you somebody. Need somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Small. I think if you need someone, go go Smallwood. For now. I picked up uh, I picked up Boyd from the Bengals just to have somebody. Boyd's been tearing it up actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's some options left out there unless you're in a 12 man league like I am and you're getting your booty hole crushed week after week after week. That's a tough one. On a weird uh, side note, Donald, your shirt looks like a gigantic penis. It is. Just, it just is take, a, take a step back real quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 No, it is. It's a big. It's a big orange dick. Horse dick. The yeah. webcam Great. makes makes it look a lot like a fleshy substance. I dig the vintage though. I dig that. Yeah. yeah. Can we stop uh, yeah. stroking your sweatshirt, please. Mitchell and Ness. Got hammered, went to the mall in Kansas City, Damien and his old lady, and started buying shit out of a sports shop, and all of a sudden I got a sweet Broncos sweater. 120 bucks. Yikes. Wow. Yeah, that was a lot. What? You did that thing you're wearing right now? No. I was going to say, what? I was going to say. I spent 120 bucks like, in the store. You get that oh, shit from yeah, 10 okay. cents from fucking St. Vinny's. <laughs> yeah, go down to Goodwill, buddy. You'll find big. one. Big. I'm a big no. Goodwill thrift shop. Wow, this this sweater brand new, though. I think it was like 70 bucks. Out of that shop. Hashtag Mitchell Ness. Let's go to Lanyard. Some other fun shit. All right, but who we got next there, Donald? You got the Bucks going to Atlanta. Atlanta favored by three and a half. I'm taking the Bucks by three and a half. Atlanta has not shown me anything this year. Atlanta has been very, 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 very subpar defensively. Hey, hold up a minute. Are we doing picks while we go through these? or what? Yeah. Oh, oh we, yeah, didn't, we, we didn't do yeah. picks on the Giants game at all. Oh, Eagles. Yeah, we got to go around the horn. <sighs> all right, let me get a blank sheet of paper, write everybody's down real quick. All right, so Donald, you took who? Eagles? Took Eagles for Don. Open the wheels, stay on the card here. Okay. I'm going to take – I let me – I took the Eagles as well. Uh, I think the Giants are in shambles. OG, uh, fucking Odell hates his quarterback, hates his team. Uh, Side coach, note. What? What happened to Saquon? Is he hurt or not? I don't. Is he even questionable? I don't know. He fucking looked like he blew his knee on that fucking play at yeah, the end of the I, game. Yeah, but I don't think he's listed as quite. I think that was just, I don't know. He's not listed as anything, I don't think. They probably wouldn't list him even if they knew he was fucked just because they don't want the fans to fucking stop buying tickets. Did you guys see that little weird interview with OBJ and fucking Lil Wayne? Yeah. yeah. I did not. I, why Why was Lil Wayne there? That's what, a great question. What? Why? Because Lil yeah. Wayne's a god, that's why. Don't ask questions. No, he definitely is, but I don't know. I just thought it was awkward that OBJ and Lil Wayne were sitting there talking about how shitty Eli Manning is and how the Giants suck. Lil Wayne just dropped an album. That's why he was there. He's <clears> Doing a little advertising. Well, he's dropping his nuts on everybody right now too. So, wow. All right, who do you guys? Who do you guys got? Uh, Don right. has Eagles. I have Eagles. Bondo, you go third, and then I'll round out. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles just for the sole purpose that the Giants are terrible. Saquon Barkley might actually get hurt. 
Eli Manning is bad. OBJ should start a quarterback, considering I'm pretty sure he was the only one to throw a touchdown pass for him last week, <laughs> which is sad. But, yeah, Giants, Booty, Eagles win, even though I hate both of them. That's that. Yeah, just Eagles across the board. I'm taking them, too. They got to bounce back and get a W here, at least to stay alive in a division. You know what that means, though? It means the Giants are going to fucking win. We all went for the fucking Eagles. It means the Giants are going to win. I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I would not mind that at all, because then the Cowboys would have more of a shot, but I don't think it's going to happen. All right. So now Bucks at Falcons. Falcons favored by three and a half. I got the Bucks by three and a half. I'm flipping on his head. Falcons. I got the Falcons because I think the Falcons need a win. Uh, the Bucks defense is terrible. The Fal- uh, Falcons defense is terrible. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Jameis Winston's going to throw some touchdowns. I think Matt Ryan's going to throw some touchdowns. I think uh, it's going to be a close close game, but the Falcons win. Uh, I'm going Falcons as well. Uh, Buccaneers just kind of booty across the board. James Winston's James Winston's hot and cold. Uh, he might throw four touchdowns, but he'll probably throw five picks. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going Falcons. Probably going to close in on 90 total points in this game for sure. Non-existent defenses. It's like throwing against fucking scaly teams. So it's like playing Madden on the easiest level. It's like playing Madden on practice mode where there's just no defense. Just throw the ball. Just seven on seven. Just sending routes. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm the only one who took the Bucks there. You got Chargers at the Browns. Interesting matchup, but I think the Chargers' offense is a lot better than the Browns' defense is good. So I'm going to say Chargers. I'm gonna take the char. I'm gonna take Chargers as well. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. I got the Chargers winning twenty to seventeen. Baker Mayfield's third start's going in overtime, like his first again. Game. Again. The Browns be like going in overtime for the fourth time. I was gonna say, is that their fourth game? They'd be going in OT. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers against the Browns as much as I, you know, I got I got a pretty deep. Passionate love for the Browns, not going to lie. As much as I want them to win, I don't think they are. Baker Mayfield is still my boy, even though he played at OU. Texas is back, by the way. We're just going to say that. And uh, Chargers win. Welcome, Horns. I have a pretty serious passion for brown eyes. So mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against the grain. I'm going to say Browns. Bold. But not really. Game could probably go either way. Chargers are favored by one, I think. Yeah, they've got that as a close game. Moving on from that, Colts at Jets. I picked the Colts. Uh, The Jets played well against Denver, but I don't have any faith in the Jets actually being a good team, whereas the Colts do have some upside. Again, two... Well, two shitty teams. Not a great week of football here that I'm looking at the schedule. Colts. Andrew Luck's going to throw the ball 85 times. <laughs> Colts are going to win. Oh, fuck. He's, he's got some arms. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Colts don't have a running back. Jets kind of do have a running back in Crowell, but that was a fluke. Hashtag Denver's booty. 
Uh, and Sherlock might throw for 85 times, but he'll probably actually throw for 105 because they don't have a running back. Um, Marlon Mack. The Jets just are too inconsistent for me. The Colts, on the other hand, for the record, doesn't do its justice because Andrew Luck has been getting fisted by his wide receivers and tight ends. And offensive line. Because the one game, they could have won against the Bengals, but, you know, Doyle just had to fumble the ball, and there's that. And then last week, they had, like, 80 million drop balls and off-the-hand interceptions. So we're going to say the record doesn't do it justice for the Colts. Colts win. Yeah, I'm going Colts, too. I think I think they turn around and they they finally start putting some wins on the board this week. All right, now we have to be Seattle. fair. The Jets, sorry, sorry to interrupt. The Jets were favored by two and a half in that game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's just people making the odds, riding their dick because they had a good game against Denver. But uh, if you look at the intricacies of what led to that game, you would see that game coming a mile away based on Denver's record going to the East Coast, based on when they flew in to New York to get to the stadium. You're set up to fail from the start, and it showed. So the following week, you got Seattle. Not the following week. The following game, Seattle at Oakland. I'm taking Seattle. They look good against L.A. Oakland, it's tough to say. Oakland's offense is hit and miss. You got a quarterback who can really only dink and dunk. He's not going to throw for 40 yards. Bombs very often. And when he does, he'll probably get picked off. Seattle secondary is still top five. Uh, I say they probably blitz him a lot. Jared Cook, look out for him. He's probably going to be a main target. Uh, I'm still taking Seattle by three. Side note, game is in London this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Seattle because I think Gruden is awful. So. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Seattle. Honestly, this game could be like seventy to seventy-two, or it could be like three to two. I. It's just not going to be good either way. I'm going to take the Seahawks in a close game, seventeen to fourteen. I'm going to watch literally none of these games probably. Panthers at Redskins. Panthers by fuck ten, fifteen. 16, 10, 20? Who the fuck knows? Redskins are booty. Redskins. Panthers at Redskins. I got the Panthers winning. Uh, I think the Panthers defense is going to be the difference. Panthers defense. I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a big day. Probably. I think last week was kind of a fluke for the Redskins. I feel like they are a pretty decent team. They did play against the Saints. Mark Ingram's first game back. Uh, Panthers are very good offensively, in my opinion. If Ken Newton can not throw interceptions and McCaffrey can get going, it could could be a rout, but I think the Panthers are going to win 24-17. Carolina. They played, uh, was it Philly last week? No. Who'd they play Carolina last week? Carolina played the Giants, Giants last week. Have they, have they played Philly at all yet? No. No. Because no. okay, I, I know they've, they've beat every NFC East team they've played. 
I think they're going to take another one, Carolina, over the Redskins. What was right. your pick? What was your pick on the Seahawks Raiders game? Oh, I'm going to go with Raiders. Okay. Yeah. Raiders. All right, next game. Bills at Houston. I got Houston by ten. Bills can't do anything offensively. Houston is favored by nine and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go Houston on that game as well. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson's gonna get a roll in this week. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Texans. Give me the Texans in that game. I will take the Texans if Deshaun Watson is starting. Yeah, chest injury. Deshaun Watson is. The gunslinger Whedon will come in and get that W. Just turned 36. He's a horseshit quarterback. He should have just stayed playing baseball. Anyway, (laughs) Texans win if Deshaun Watson is starting. If Deshaun Watson is not starting, I'm taking the Bills. So it all really depends on if Deshaun Watson is starting or not for me. I'm going Houston. I'm going Houston regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo is, I mean, you got terrible. You got guys retiring at halftime and shit. It's just not good. <laughs> not I good. Know. I think Josh Allen, he's turning that ship around. They might even make the playoffs. You don't know. But he had 80 yards last week, dude. Hey, man, he's still hurdle over Anthony Barr. Tim Tebow Tim Tebow with fewer wins and less talent. Now we're going to move on. Cards at Vikings. Wow. Another <laughs> fest. Yeah. Vikings. Probably by a lot. Favored by ten and a half. Do not look for Stefan Diggs to have a big week. Yeah? No. You, no. Uh, what do you think he's going to be covered by? Patrick Peterson. Mr. Peterson? Okay. Mr. Peterson's going to shut him down for the third time in a row. But he, he has other weapons. You got Thielen. I have a question for you. Do you think Thielen continues his streak of 100 yards? Or it ends this week. Nah, First five game of the season, he had 100. Everyone goes off this week. Cardinals only so. allowed uh, one touchdown to wide receivers. Not a lot of yards either. Average of nine points in PPR leagues, wide receivers against Cardinals. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Thielen might have a touchdown, but he will not have 100 yards. I got the Vikings winning that one. Uh I, I think the Vikings' uh, defense and offense is better than the Cardinals, so I think it's just all-around better team. And I think Rosen's, I think Rosen's going to have a tough day. I think Rosen's going to throw a couple ints this week. I think the Vikings head coach looks like that that dad that hooked up with a really young mom who's really old when you're a little kid and he reads you stories and shit, but then he talks about Vietnam. And I really, I'm into that. It's pretty Zimmer. Cool. Yeah, Zimmer looks like the kind of guy who would do that. Hey. He was a product of the Cowboys back in the 90s. He was, indeed. Everybody was a product of the Cowboys back in the 90s, so. You're not wrong. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, that's just Cardinals. I'm going to take the Vikes. I still see the Cardinals having a very good offensive day, even though the Vikings defense hasn't really lived up to what they're supposed to. But it was nice to see the Rosen and uh, Kirk combo, a little rookie action. But uh, Vikings are definitely going to take that win. Uh, Cardinals might get shithoused. Might, yeah. yeah. I'm, taking, I'm taking Vikings. I don't think the Cardinals even sniff 
nine points. No. Then, this is one of the five games out of 15 this week that I might actually want to pay any attention to at all. Steelers at Bengals. A lot of bad blood. A lot of animosity. There will be felonies. There, yes. Yeah. yes. There may be a death. There will be arrests. I said game. it earlier. I said it earlier before we started recording. Look for Juju Smith-Schuster to die this week because Vontez Perfect is back. Vontez Perfect may kill Juju Smith-Schuster. Vontez Perfect finally deserves to go behind bars this week after he literally kills Juju Smith-Schuster on live television. He's going to pull out a sharpened outlet cover from the training room (laughs) out of his sock, and he's going to stab him in the gut (laughs) mid-route. You can just see it all play out on the sky. Just, just a crazy. slow, painful death, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's I can see it now. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say at least two punches from Vontez Perfect and one stomp. I'm gonna say one felonious assault and one assault with intent to commit murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you got, so are you taking the Bengals? Very violent. Buddy's going to catch a 7-20 to 20 <laughs> at, on the 40-yard line this week. I'm going to say life without parole. Uh, I guarantee he pulls out his stolen Smith & Wesson 9mm, and he misfires twice but gets one off and hits him in the calf. <laughs> He's getting the hot box for the rest of his life. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> Who do you got in the game? In the, uh, in the felony bowl. I have Cincinnati coming out on top in a very close game with a lot of brawls, a lot of bullshit, and a lot of flags. I say if the Steelers play like they played versus the Falcons, where their defense wasn't god-awful, and they established the run game early, I think the Steelers will come out on top. Ah, yes, the Bengals-Steelers. Everyone loves this matchup, especially me, because I like to see stuff that it's questionable. I'm that kind of guy. Bengals Steelers. Bengals win, despite the fact that Vontez Perfect catches some time in the pen. He's gone out of the game. Bengals still win. Mm, he's gonna be arraigned in court before the end of OT. <laughs> At halftime. I'm going. I'm going Steelers. Okay. Uh, personal fouls. Um, over under ten. What do you guys think? Over. Hammer the over. <laughs> Hammer the over on 10. It's going to be at least 12. Can we get our non-sponsor, non-paid sponsor, Bavada.lv, to run this bet, please? Over, under, personal fouls? Yeah, if you're listening. If you're listening, Bavada. <laughs> if you're listening, Hammer the over. So after the Felony Bowl, we go to Miami, where the Bears make a visit. That's an interesting game to me. You have the Bears who, last week, I don't even know what the fuck happened. Last week, they were on a bye. But the week before that, fucking Mitchie T, straight, let his nuts drag, put him on the table, but he throws 297 five cutters in the first half. Where the fuck was that all year slash last year? Unreal. Well, Three to five different fucking people for those five cutters, too. He didn't even start all last year, did he? No, Glennon no. started like the first four games. Glennon. Oh, okay. Well, they let him last year. Now he's, he's yeah. Last year I didn't expect him to to play like that. This year, now you know they can kind of they're leaning fifty fifty. You got a good defense, 
You got an offense that's passable. I mean, right now they're winning the NFC North at three and one. I think the record is three and one. Yeah, I think I think so, they take that NFC North this year. I do too. For the the record before the not season started, and when they got Khalil Mack, I said, "Do not sleep on the Bears." I feel like they are going to take the NFC North. I, I said, "Don't have, sleep on the Bears" before they got Khalil Mack. Even I just I uh, updated their their roster before then. I also have a bet with Shifty. Shout out to Shifty that uh, if the Bears did win the NFC North, he's going to eat his loafers. So I got the screenshot to prove it. Let's go, Bears. I hope you have some garlic butter for them bad boys. <laughs> oh, there's plenty already on them, I'm sure. I also picked the Bears in that one, by the way. Oh. I want the Bears to win. <laughs> I really do. I, do. I want them to win, believe it or not. Ah. Uh, fuck it. I think the Bears are going to win. Mmm. Give me the Bears. Uh, I think their defense is too much for Miami, who doesn't have much of an offense. So, at all, <laughs> yeah. No. I feel like I feel like if the Bears stay on track to how they were before the bye week. They can go into Miami and definitely put on a good show. But the Dolphins are definitely surprising to me this year. But I just don't think the Dolphins have enough to get past that stingy Bears defense. And Khalil Mack might rip the arms off of Tannehill and be in the death with him. So, which may be which, which may be a good thing for Miami. They may need <laughs> Brock Osweiler to step in and Osweiler come in and take over that. The, the, Bro- the rocket ship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Watching Case Keenum these first fucking five weeks, I miss Brock Osweiler. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I got get your I got bears. up. I got for sure bears going in there and just manhandling. Miami. If if Chad Kelly isn't starting by the end of this season, I'm going to be a very upset fan. I don't care if you drop every game from here on out. At least fucking let the kid have a shot. Because what I saw in preseason against top-tier defensive players when they played him in the fucking start of those games, he did well. Granted, that is preseason. Granted, you can't take a lot from that. But I think that he is potentially a future franchise quarterback, he very well could be. Now, this is just a small sample, but Case Keenum has proven time and time again that he doesn't deserve a fucking forever home. But John Elway, buddy, paid him all this money and then brings him to the press conference and pronounces his name Case Keesum. So I'm thinking he's just fucking flying off the cuff. Maybe a little bit too much hairspray that day. Donald, I don't know. Donald, are you, are you actually talking right now or are you just doing a replay from last week? <laughs> It, it, every week's gonna be like this. I'm so upset, <laughs> flustered. So right, everyone, uh, I think everyone picked the Bears on that one or the Joe. Ah, uh, Bears. Everybody picked yeah. the Bears. Next the one, bears, we got the bears, uh, the bears. We got the L.A. Rams coming into the Mile High Air in Denver. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna continue the streak of not picking Denver because it seems to be doing well for me. Um, I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take them by ten. They're favored by seven. It should be more. Uh, the only thing to kind of look at would be the two starting wideouts on Conkey Protocol. Should be fucking Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Cooper uh, Robert Cup. Woods. Robert Woods on his own. I don't know. They're gonna put fucking Chris Harris on him more than likely. So now you're throwing to tight ends. Denver's got a good safety group. Good linebackers. I don't know. 
Uh, if those two are out, it could be interesting. But Todd Gurley's still there. He's still going to get touches, and he's still going to have a big day. So I look to Rams to win that one by quite a few points. Have we? Uh, has anybody actually dug into those guys? Are they beers or? There's still on I think there's nothing out as far as I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both still in it. They're all. I think they're both questionable still. Yeah. Look for uh, at least one of them. Probably, I think Cooper Cup will probably play this week. I think Brandon Cooks. He took a pretty vicious hit. He might be out. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, quick check can't do. Uh, according to this, it says Coach Sean McVay is optimistic about Cup's chances of getting through the concussion protocol in time for Sunday's game at Denver. Okay, what about Cox? Uh, check here. Brandon Cooks on practice Wednesday. Says it's a good sign. Both players will be cleared in time to face the Broncos. Yeah. So yeah. both players should be in all starting lineups against somewhat overrated Denver secondary. Cooks is the only one who's questionable. There's nothing on Cup. They both participated in a walkthrough, but they didn't. Neither of them practiced Wednesday. Right. Well, I'm sure they're not in contact probably until at until least Friday. Yeah. Um, my notes on the game, which I wrote on Sunday. Um, I honestly don't think the Broncos have a chance. They won't be able to hang offensively. Gurley may run for over 400 yards. Rams by a lot. Mm-hmm. Sad uh, but true. Rams at the Broncos. I pick the Broncos pretty much every week. Never did well for me. Rumor has it that the air is thinner in the Mile High Stadium. I heard that. And it just so happens that they got the gunslinger at quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff. So I feel like that ball's going to be cutting through the air pretty nicely for him. I feel like it's going to be a slaughterhouse. But then again, since I'm not picking the Broncos, they'll probably win. But Rams win. I wouldn't say by a lot, but by a decent margin. I think the Rams go in and just shit house Denver big time. Gurley's got two. Goff throws for three. It's just not good. I was gonna say Goff throws for five, but <laughs> that's no. only because that's only because Gurley's gonna be running the ball, not five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna hand the ball off a lot. Gurley's gonna get a lot of touches. Uh, Denver just—they are Denver. John always sold the house in 2012, 2013 to get a couple good years. He got it, and now he's sh- now he should have. Gurley. Gurley's not only going to get a lot of touches, but he's going to get touched a lot after the game mm, with the yes. sleuths in Denver. The Mile High sleuths, I heard a lot about them. You got the Ravens and Titans following that game, which is going to be very defensive. Another interesting one. I picked Baltimore. Um, I don't like the Titans offensively. I really don't. Uh, Flacco has weapons. Flacco has a running back. Uh, Titans, they have a good defense, but... Yeah, tell them in games. I just think the Ravens finally the the Titans do lose definitively this week. It it happens. Who can you tell who is their running back? Who's this Thomas. running the fucking Irish step dancing ass mom? Yeah, he hasn't been doing But he's so got dreads and he step dances. Come Wait, on. Colin, Collins? Yes. Yeah. 
Hey, okay. It yeah. actually comes to surprise me because you look at cons and you're like, this is a guy I would not want to fuck with if I seen him outside. Yeah, true. But yet he tap dances and Irish shit. Anyway, back to the pick. Okay, uh, I said it's going to be the battle of Justin Tucker and Ryan Suckup. Yeah. And, I think, and I think Justin Tucker <laughs> comes out on top. Hook him horns, baby. Justin Tucker, <laughs> not a big deal. Anyway, uh, Ravens-Titans, fucking A. This game might honestly be all field goals. Both got pretty stout defenses. I mean, it really just comes down to if the Titans wide receivers just catch the ball and maybe run the ball. They might actually win, but I don't foresee that happening. Sorry, Atmo. I will toss. I'm going to toss this out there. If Derrick Henry gets a touchdown this week, put the Titans on the board for me. I'm going to take Titans. If Derrick Henry scores a touchdown, I, I'm taking the Titans. I can only hope that Derrick Henry gets more than seven points in a week sometime <laughs> this year before week 14 when the playoffs start for fantasy football. Because right now he's been complete and utter dog shit. But so, who are you yeah. taking? Who? To me, comes down to whether the Titans offense shows up or not. But the Ravens are just too good defensively. Flacco's been playing a lot better than his last couple of years at the Ravens. Also, shout out to, uh, what's his name, the cornerback there, Brandon, uh, Brandon Carr. GVSU, Grand Valley State, go Lakers, putting against Michigan Tech. Stat of the day, he started every single game since coming in the league. Something to think about. Div two. Div two players making noise. Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath. And then you got Adam Thielen, MSU, and Cato State, hour away. Our West and me. Mm. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know, I really do think Mo's gonna hate me for this. Shout out Mo the Acetarian. He's an Acetarian. I, I, honest to God, think Marcus Mariota is overrated to a degree. Um, and I really hope I'm wrong and they come back and win. But I think he's overrated. He can't hold on to a football. Because his fingers are fucked. I'm going Ravens. Flacco has been there before. He's got the experience. And he's got people to throw to. I'm going Ravens. Honestly, I don't really think Mariota's overrated. I just think people give him so much shit. I mean, yeah, he'll throw a pick here and there. But, I mean, you got guys dropping balls all the time. They don't really have a clear-cut number one wide receiver. Delaney Walker's out. I mean, you can't really put all of it on Marcus Mariota. I've seen so many clips of last week. People are just dropping balls, easily catchable. Could have turned the game around, but the wide receivers just aren't there to step up and help them out. And the security blanket, Delaney Walker being hurt, absolutely does not help the situation either. And Derrick Henry getting 1.7 yards of carry. I don't know if that's true or not, but... It pretty much fucking seems like it. 
it's, it's pretty accurate. He gets like fucking 20 carries a game and gets like 50 yards, so you're probably not too far and, off. And, do, and doesn't even sniff like the other 30-yard line. Doesn't get no. the ball down there ever. Which you would think so. He's a huge motherfucker. He's a fucking bowling ball with legs. <laughs> Give the cocksucker the football. He's oh. like the refrigerator Perry, but a little more lean. But athletic. Yeah. Hey, don't you talk shit about the refrigerator Perry not being athletic. Heavier set guy, a little big, a decent sized got to. But don't say he's not athletic. You, you, you want to talk don't about say the, he's not athletic. You want to talk about the big fellas fucking picking him up and putting him down. Me and Kurt were watching that. Fuck, I can't remember what it was. With the D tackle picked it off the football and fucking rumbled all the way to the end zone. I, I, I don't get. Oh my god, I don't. I get such a fucking boner when I see the big fellas with the football and just the way they run, how awkward it looks. But then when they score a cutty, oh, it's beautiful. It's a fucking thing of beauty. There was really one. Is. There was a Chiefs. The one of the Chiefs. Fucking yeah. He got a jet later. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, he, had, shit, he had a touchdown to make up for it. Yeah. Chiefs yeah. D lineman got the pick six. And I think Linval Joseph picked up a fumble. Ran her back for what, like oh, 50, it, 60 it was, yards. It got knocked out of his hand and it fell in the big fella's hands. And he just, you know, you, you know, like when you see those linemen, all of a sudden they got the fucking ball in their hand. Yeah. And they kind of they kind of do that like quick little fucking double take like holy shit! It's like, I think I can do something. Too. Why the fuck do I have this right too? now? Yeah. I'm not gonna what make the points. Okay, they tell me to chase this fucking thing, but what do I do with it once I get it? And right. then like you see like the whole sideline just screaming at this big fella to start running the other way, and then like a couple seconds he comes to, and then he starts picking him up and putting him down and <laughs> takes him to the end zone. I fucking get down. Love Get down! Don't run! Just get down! Don't yeah, fall it. on it! Fall on it! And then the big fella says, "No, Go fuck down. you! I'm putting these ham hocks up one at a time, and I'm fucking going to the end zone." Yeah. Get the oxygen ready. Ma. Oh no! I shit you! I shit you not! That motherfucker got to the end zone, was shot. He goes to the sideline, sits down, instantly water. Okay, kids giving him water. Then oxygen tank roll. Up, kids huffing on the mask for a good ten minutes. He missed like the next series because Buddy was gas. Yeah, I, I fucking probably, love it. Probably didn't play till fucking four series later because he needed that oxy. <laughs> Another D tackle with an interception this week. Derek Wolf, Denver. I actually had one. I had one in high yeah. school. Linden. Hey Don. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not trying to rain any parade, but nobody watched that fucking game. I did. I watched the whole fucking thing, start to finish. Nobody cares about it. But anyway, I think I, I was there for that game where you had that bundle. It just kind of, it, it's it's like the heavens open up and this big gleaming light comes from the clouds as this football is falling to this big fella and like just this big scrum of human shit in the middle of the field and this gleaming light comes down and he gets it. It's like it's like a gift from an angel when it happens and I fucking love it. Well, I had to make up for it because uh, my sophomore year, I missed a pick in uh, Ironwood, so I'd make up for it. I, uh, Interception returned for three yards, got taken out the legs. <laughs> I played fullback for two snaps against Hancock my sophomore year, negative one yards total. Then I was on the hands team for an onside kick against uh, West Iron County. Shout out Wycons. Some kid named fucking DJ Hebert straight took my fucking head off. Uh, shout wow. out DJ Hebert, shout ruined out. DJ's life. 
Shout out, shout out on that conky. I definitely had because I walked You the are the reason sideline. why Donald has the issues that he has. Definitely. Not gonna lie. Long, you know, definitely okay, long. if we're if we're gonna dig deep back into our old high school careers, oh, this really wasn't mine. He was JV when I was there. But shout out Jacob Arns on the most beautiful punt I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we're practicing, kid. <laughs> Snapper snaps it back to him. He gets it. He kicks it. It went behind him like 15 yards. He got negative yards off of the punt. So it was like a, it was like a negative 40 yard play total from the snap to where the ball ended up. Yards. Do you remember middle school in seventh grade? We kicked an onside kick versus Lake Linden, and the wind was perfect. We kicked it 10 yards, and then the wind caught it and came back to us. Yeah, we didn't even have to move. The wind was blowing like 50 miles an hour, so we just booted it way high, and the wind caught it, and we just stood there in a line and caught the ball when it came back to us. Oh, that field was the worst. <laughs> just goose shit. Everywhere. It was in it was in Houghton. Yeah, yeah, that one was, was in Houghton. Yeah, I I agree. Lake Linden's field, though. No, I'm not. Well, even to... even Houghton, Houghton's like field. Like whenever it rained, it just oh, turned into a fucking goodness. mud hole. Shout out Houghton, yeah. brand new football field. Does look nice. Astro turf. Does look nice. They drive by a couple weeks ago. I was a big yeah. fan. I'm not trying to be stuck in high school, Rob Lowe, but if I took that, that film against Lake Linden, whew, I might have had some D1 offers. <laughs> I had a big game. A lot of tackles. A couple sacks, interception. Fuck. Yikes. All right. That's something. All right. So now that we're done reliving that. our glory days and how awesome we all were. We can do a bonus episode. We can we can do a bonus episode of reliving the glory days sometime we if could. we want. Yeah, bonus. And, they, and they weren't I even like that fucking so. No, no. Uh, sad stat though. Before we move on, before we have our bonus episode sometime later, uh, I played three years of varsity football, and I went three and twenty-four in those. Uh, <laughs> you guys, mm. am I the guy three. here that actually made it to the playoffs? Yeah. I think so. I went, uh, I went two and sixteen. I think my varsity career. Bondo, did you did you go to playoffs or not? No, we went five and four my junior year, and we either went four and five or five and four my senior year. Senior year though was bullshit because we should have beat Lance, but Shane Rossio, you know that's my boy. Uh, shout out to Shane Rossio. Intercepted the ball with a broken hand, mind you. But they said that the Lawrence wide receiver caught it as they were both on the ground as Shane had the ball to his chest. So, ended up losing. Hmm. Typical UP refs. Pretty booty. All right. All right. Let's continue. We have the Jags at the Cowgirls. As much as I would like to say, it's fucking no-brainer. Fucking Jags played like shit last week. Cowboys. You got Dak Prescott. You got Ezekiel Elliott. Take the Jacks, because the Cowboys have showed me through five weeks that they don't have a fucking offense. They've done nothing. His name's Zeke Elliott. Done nothing. No, Zeke's had a good year. Oh, yeah. But you become one-dimensional, even if you do have good statistics, you're still not going to win football games. Shout I don't out. care what happens. Shout out Alan Hearns for finally scoring a touchdown. Nice. Week. Yes. Yes. Scotty Linehan finally took the old fucking training wheels off and drew up a decent fucking play with the fake pitch. (laughs) 
Either way, I think the Jags get back on the wagon this week. I think the Cowboys <laughs> lose by one and a half. It's going to be a really close game. It could go either way, but I'm going to take the Jags just because it's a toss-up. How do you how do you have the Cowboys losing by or losing by one and a half points? Because <laughs> okay, that's the spread. That's the spread I'm getting. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. Um, I got the Jags winning. Uh, I said. I said that Bortles will go into Jerry World and get the W. Dak will throw for less than 200 yards and two INTs. Zeke and the O-line are the only hope for the Cowboys. Jags D is the difference in this one. Jags win. Now, Cowboys fans, how do you feel about that? (laughs) Resident Cowboy. (sighs) All right, Bondo. We should should tackle this one together. Let's fucking tandem this race left. I'm gonna take my fucking hat off because oh, it's getting real. Oh getting boy, fucking, it's, it's getting fucking hot in here. Uh, might start sweating. My, my, my blood pressure's it's it's getting up a little bit. But here's my uh, fucking thing I can feel left with the my goddamn body going numb already. fucking Dallas Cowboys right now. Okay. Woo! You got Zeke. Okay. There's no reason he cannot go for 100 yards every game. The only thing that's holding them back right now is they do not have a single fucking wide receiver. Let me rephrase that. They've got wide receivers that can do a job. The play calling is not utilizing that one bit. Tavon Austin, it was a Deontay Thompson. The boys got wheels. Send them downfield. The only big fucking plays I seen last week was the one where Dak had to fucking shake off not only J.J. Watt, but some big old fucking 200 and 300 fucking pounder chasing down his fucking Achilles tendon and then hucking it downfield to Tavon Austin. A completely broken play. That was a dime, they, by the way. They need to put these receivers in a position where they can flourish, and they're not doing that. They're not utilizing Tavon Austin the way he should be, and they're not utilizing Alan Hearns the way he should be used either. I agree to all that. It's just... When you look at Zeke's rookie season, they probably handed the ball off to him at least 20 times a game. And what, he was averaging like 110, 120 yards a game. I understand the offensive line isn't what it was his rookie year. But, I mean, you still got to realize, like, Zeke can still make plays out of nothing. So if you get him, you know, utilize utilize him the proper way, He's gonna get you the yards. He's gonna get you the first down. The 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 thing that's, that 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 pisses me off is these defenses are coming in knowing that they just have to stop Zeke, and if they can do that, then you can leave Allen Hearns one on one. You can leave Cole Beasley one on one. They bring in Bryce Butler, who they fucking got rid of in the off season. They bring him back in for what? They're not gonna use him. I mean, you gotta you gotta put Allen you gotta put Allen Hearns in jump ball situations. He's your only jump ball kind of guy. Tavon Austin, he's got to be down there fucking streaking down the side. Michael Gallup, he's also got some wheels. He can streak. And Deontay Thompson, he can run like a fucking bat out of hell. But they're not throwing these deep balls. I really don't think that Linehan has any faith in Dak's arm right now at all. Which is sad because as I type in the stat here. It's just 
you, you got to be more creative, especially these days, especially knowing they have Ezekiel Elliott and kind of rely on him basically carrying you every single week. Like, they're going to key on Zeke, and when they do that, they're like, okay, this game's in the bag because they're not going to drop anything. It's just going to be fucking slants. It's just going to be, you know, deke and dunk kind of stuff. It's, it's just really irritating knowing the fact that you can just basically shut down Zeke and win a football game. That's just, it's okay, just not how it should be. If, if, if there's any one thing that the Cowboys fans should be kind of happy about coming out of the last couple of weeks, really, is Jeff Swain. He's, to me, he looks like a Jason Witten type player, but he's a little bit faster. I mean, you've seen him in that, did you see that play where he caught, like, it was like an out, and then he scrambled for another 20, 30 yards after. I mean, if he can get an open space, he can pick him up and put him down and get you some yardage. But in this game, I, I, I hate to go against the Cowboys, but I think the Jags got it. That defense is too good. They're going to, I mean, Jacksonville's got, Dallas's corner from last, or was it two years ago? Or last year, or safety? Scandrick. Very, very church. Is it church? church no, Scandrick doesn't play for uh, Jacksonville. I'm sorry, yeah, it was church. Anyway, I've seen some stat, but it was Dak Prescott, deep accuracy is one of the top in the league. It was like 80-some percent. Like 86.7. Yeah, yeah because he's only fucking threw it past 30 yards like 10 times since he's been in the league. I know, but I'm saying, like, they got to utilize that. Like, the dude can throw the ball. Like, you got to give him shots. When they took the first play of the game against the Giants, Tavon Austin, streak up behind the defense. It was a dime touchdown. Like, you got the speed in Tavon Austin. You got to be able to use that. You just can't hand the ball off to Zeke 10 times and get shut down, take that out of the book, and just start doing checkdowns. Like, that's, that's not how it works. You would think that Zeke would be an asset. You would think that having Zeke would help your offense, but I, if you only use Zeke, your offense is but, one-dimensional and you're not using your wide receivers at all. So you would think establishing the run, you'd be able to open up the pass a little more. And, and that's what a lot of offensive our offensive coordinators have done in the past. You know, they've, they've used the run to open up the pass. They've used the pass to open up the run. I mean, they'll both work hand in hand. But the, but Dallas is not utilizing their wide receivers the way they should be utilized. They're making them they're, – they're trying to fit everyone into, like, one little, like, package. You know what I mean? They're, they're not letting them excel in their strengths. They're trying to get everybody to do the same fucking thing. And if you can get Alan Hearns going on the outside looking for, like, the uh, – the comeback throws, the back shoulder fades, stuff like that. He can do that. And then you can have Cole Beasley running around through the middle on these short ins and outs. And then you can have Tavon Austin streaking down the side. And then you got Swain, who has shown me, at least in the last two weeks, that he can be a definitive tight end. And then you get in the red zone, you got Rico Gathers, who's a freak of nature, who can get up there and get the ball. And then you, then you can pound him with Zeke, but they're not using the wide receivers correctly, in my opinion. Exactly. It's very frustrating to see. All right, now that now that we now that we're on a Donald tangent. Hmm. Well, just to touch back on the tangent, it's like when the Cowboys played the Lions, Zeke literally took over the game. Like they had a game plan, didn't necessarily work out, so like, okay, let's get Zeke in the passing game. Like he's gonna get open. He can catch the but, ball. 
but I don't, I don't want to fucking sit here and keep bitching about, but Zeke had how many total yards of scrimmage? 200 and what? 256 or something stupid. But, and then they barely won. You barely win with Zeke that's getting 200 and some yards. And I, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I, I got, I got the Jags winning. Yeah, as much as it hurts, maybe it'll benefit me. As much as I want to pick the Cowboys, the defense has actually been pretty decent. Uh, I do feel as though the Cowboys do have a chance to win, but since I usually pick them and they lose, I'm going to go against them in hopes that they win. So I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it goes Everyone's on the Jaguars train. Being a cowboy isn't for everybody, Donald. Should have been a cowboy. The cowgirls lose. The roller coaster is unbearable. All right, what do we got? Sunday night? Sunday night Chiefs at Pats. Ooh. Pats favored by three and a half. Ooh. Okay, okay, now that that we've said that last week, if Mahomes can beat the Jags, is he's for real, right? Everybody kind of agreed on that? He's absolutely for real. He's matchup proof. We didn't say... that now, he's going to carry him. Right. But now you've got New England Patriots who have been the best team easily in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Now, as know. a team, can the Chiefs win this game? No. I don't think so either. I, think, I, think, so. I think Tom Brady is going to come in. I think it's going to be a close game. But I, yeah. think I, I think I like Tom Brady in primetime. I oh, think I Tom, Tom Brady. Brady at, I think Tom Brady at home in prime time. At home in prime time. I I got I got Brady winning this one. No, I think it's gonna be not. closer. And it's now, pretty close. what is it? Sony Michael is that his name? Sony Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. He he's starting to get the legs working, and surprisingly, I mean, you don't really see a running back all that much in New England last five six years. But he's last week he showed that he can be. Last couple weeks he can show that he could be the lead back there in New England. Mm-hmm. The Every thing about guy. the Chiefs, though, is they haven't really faced the quarterback of the caliber of Tom Brady. So nobody's gonna face the caliber of a like quarterback like Tom Brady. I know, but I'm saying Brady. like, well, yeah. See, yeah, Aaron so Rodgers the, is right up there as far as athletic ability as a quarterback with Tom Brady. When you go to face Aaron Rodgers, you're fa- you're facing the same. The only thing is, Tom Brady has like this weird. It's like a magic just th- that he pulls out of his fucking dick sleeve. And just yeah. sprinkles on the like ball. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. actually a, a needle that you put on the end of a uh, air pump for footballs. That's what he uses. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. The Flakegate. Way, way yeah. to bring it back. Uh, like for the years. Chiefs. The Chiefs have got against that. Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, um, yeah. Big Ben, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Big Ben, ben. Years ago. four years ago, and, and Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. So I mean. Mm-hmm. They've only really gone up against two real number one quarterbacks, I guess. Yep. So I feel like this is the week that the Chiefs finally fall to Uncle Tom and Billy B, the sleeveless wonder. This is this is the week where we find out if the Chiefs are as as a whole can be yeah. the team to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you can't just rely on Patrick Mahomes. You're going into Gillette Stadium playing the New England Patriots in prime time. You need an entire team on the same page playing well across all fucking facets. And that defense is 
Terrible. The Awful. Chiefs defense is fucking terrible. Chili. They Chili. tightened Very up. Cool. They did tighten up. They tightened up against Jacksonville. They did. But that's Jacksonville. Okay, Jacksonville's hit or miss week in, week out. Everyone knows that. Had a great year last year. Not looking like the same team. So you kind of got to take that with a lump of salt, too. And like Damian told me last week, we were talking about this, the Chiefs. Uh, don't buy into the Andy Reid first six games. Don't buy into it. Oh, absolutely. That's not. a thing. That yeah. is a thing. No. It's don't Andy Reid season that. right now. Yeah. Do not put all your eggs in a basket when Andy <sighs> Reid comes out hot early because statistically he always fails when it comes down to it. Start six and zero and eleven and five. Yeah. I mean, you go five hundred down the stretch. That's not good. That's not good at all. It's ha- it happens time and time again. They start really really well. Last year they went six and zero. They did get to the six before they fell. But now you're just kind of this matchup's coming in earlier. I don't think they get six. I think they fall to New England in Gillette. I think that's that's nine times out of ten. I don't give a fuck who's going. You're playing Tom Brady in Gillette Stadium in prime time. You're losing. But almost every I, fucking time. I, I will. I, I'll say this: if they if they are going to lose, it's not it's not definitely not going to be because they can put points on the board. I think both both teams are going to put points on the board, and honestly, I think the Chiefs are going to come out and win this game. They're they're riding high right now. Chiefs are definitely riding high, but I. It's always tough against to go to go against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at home, considering they've already lost one game or two games. Two games. Two games. Two. They've already lost two. They typically only lose, you know, two to three or four a year. So you know, Billy B had the boys in real early every day since then, fucking hammering the game plan. I don't know what they do over there in New England, but it works. I wish the Cowboys would adapt to something like that. Fucking Clapper, Jason Garrett, Redhead Stepchild. Fuck! Should have been fired many years ago, in my opinion. But anyway. <laughs> There's a statistic you might be interested in when it comes time to pick a winner for this game. Okay. Okay. Tell Since us, 2007, us. Tom Brady at home against AFC opponents, 50-1. and one. Wow. Oh. He's 50-1? 50-1. Since 2007 at, against AFC at opponents home? at home. At home. Holy fuck. Last loss, meanless week 17 Yeesh. game against Cincinnati. Well, well according Buffalo to me, Bills, it's going to, uh, after this week, it's going to be 15-2. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't see that streak ending at the hands of Patrick Mahomes. I really don't. I think he's going to make much. mistakes. I think he's going to, holy fuck, I'm playing Tom Brady. I grew up watching this guy. He's a fucking magician. He's going to fucking be mesmerized. And he's going to make mistakes, and the Patriots are going to capitalize on those mistakes. Don't You cannot give Tom Brady the ball. Keep him off the field is the only way you're winning that game. And, uh, no, it, it, okay. it's just not there. Same question, from, same question from last week. Is is uh, Gordon? What's uh, his score? He he's did score a touchdown last Gordon week. Very well, have a good but week. It, but, I mean, is he getting more and more? Like, a, oh, he, he should, only had, he should he only, be. I don't know if he, he had... Two targets. Did he only have two? He had two catches. I don't know if he had two targets. Oh, he had four targets, two catches. Four targets, two catches. I don't know. I think, I think he's he is gonna be. You'll be seeing him more and more as the weeks go on. 
I think, personally. Regardless of Josh Gordon, just the game planning and what the Patriots do to get ready for games is just absolute magic. Doesn't matter if they have fucking all pro wide receivers or fucking scrubs who are working at a car wash. They're going to come out and they're going to compete and they're most likely going to win. As much as I love Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, as much as I would like to see them, you know, keep the string going, I just don't see it happening in Gillette Stadium. I got the Patriots winning. So it's a it's a good game across the board. You got Bill Belichick and Andy Reid facing off, and they are number one and number two on the list of most winningest coaches in NFL history. That's insanity to me. But Bills are where it matters. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Alright. Monday night. Holy fuck. Do we even want to talk about this game? No. No one cares. Packers? <laughs> Packers. I mean, there's people who listen who are Packers fans, but... Uh, I think the Packers are going to win, if that's what we're going to I mean, yeah, the Packers are definitely going to win that game. Alright, hey, 49ers definitely... at Packers on Monday night. Rodgers versus Bethard. <laughs> yeah. Here's the problem. I heard a stat. Primetime matchup. Here's a primetime matchup, okay, because what they thought was going to happen was Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. So what they did is they put Jimmy G in, like, five primetime games this year. So in the next seven weeks, we have to deal with Jimmy G in primetime. Or not Jimmy G, C.J. Beathard in primetime. The Niners are in, like, five of the next seven weeks. They're in primetime. They're going to change them, guarantee it. Yeah, definitely going to swap around. Jimmy G went down, all of a sudden no one cares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I got the Packers by a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't say I have the Packers by a lot. I feel like the Packers should win, but it's the Packers. They're very capable of losing as well. So, I mean, the Packers are just pretty hit and miss right now. This is just like crazy. Mason Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> You basically have to rely on Aaron Rodgers throwing for 450 and eight touchdowns for them to win a game. So, I mean, if that doesn't happen, they're very capable of losing. But to watch this week is Mason Crosby to see if he keeps his job or not. If Even if he does bad this week, he's going to – I think he stays there for at least one more week. I don't think it's – this week is the deadline. I don't know. I I feel like if he misses, I would say if he misses two field goals or any more than two kicks being extra points or field goals, I feel like his career in Green Bay will be over. And if they lose. Especially if they lose because of yeah. the kicking. Yeah. Exactly. If they win, winning heals all. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. I, I got Aaron Rodgers slinging it yeah. everywhere. Unfortunately, I, I don't. Hashtag Des caught it. Me and Bundle were there. Um, I can't stand Packers, but I'm going with them. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers at home since 2012. 55 tutters, 5 picks. No big deal. Guy's perfect. Not bad. And that that last pick he threw at home was in 2013. That's a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. Dude's a fucking legend. So who gives a fuck about that game? Well, the Packers are going to win probably by at least 10. All right. 
Must start, must sit, fellas. All right, kicking that right. off. Must week start. six. Let's hope I do a little bit fucking better this Let's week. Hope so. I hope I stay pretty close to what I did last week. Because I literally told everyone to take everyone out of their lineup, and they all scored at least a touchdown. Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. All right, Don, who do you got? Must start quarterback. All right, must start quarterback, Jared Goff, Denver's defense. On the field a lot. Uh, old boy Case is not getting the first downs to keep him off the field. They're going to get winded. Jared Goff's going to be slinging it. He's got Todd Gurley to help. Uh, you got to throw it to him. You got to get him in your lineup if you got him because he's going to have a good day. Cooks and Cup, like we said, conky protocol, but looking good to start. So he's going to have all his weapons more than likely. My must-start quarterback, Matt Ryan versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay allows the most points to quarterbacks, especially Michi T, six cutters. Uh, Matty Ice needs a bounce-back game. I see this game as a shootout. I think Matty Ice is going to score a lot of points this week, fantasy-wise. Must-start quarterback, Bundy. Must-start quarterback. We already touched on it. It's going to be uh, Uncle Tom Brady over there in Gillette Stadium against the Chiefs. I feel like he's going to have a big day. Four cutters at least. And I'm, not, and I'm not agreeing with Damien just because my picks last week were terrible. But, <laughs> yeah, Matt Ryan. All right. Good call. Good call. Now we're going into running backs. My must-start running back week six, Philip Lindsay, Denver Broncos. At home, averaging almost seven yards a carry. Cutters all over the place. Catch the ball out of the backfield. The Rams defense, surprisingly not that good, honestly. Uh, I'm, I'm think Case has to lean on him just to get something going because he hasn't been consistent. So we'll look for him to get a lot of touches, a lot of attention. Uh, Rams allowing 400-yard rushers or more the first five weeks. They are averaging giving up 107 yards on the ground each game so far this year. Yeah, not good. Philip Lindsay at home, very good call if you have him. And he might even be available. So look out. I think he's going to have a good day. My must-start running backs. I'm going – I got two of them. Sony Michelle and James White versus Kansas City. Uh, and the reason and the reason I say both is not only because both uh, both of them score well the past couple weeks. Uh, Kansas City allows all the points to running backs. Uh, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, those two both went off versus Kansas City. Uh, and then Freeman and Lindsey both got touchdowns versus Kansas City. I think uh, – and TJ Yeldon without uh, fucking Fournette, Fournette <clears throat> went off. I, I like both of them to have good days. Sony Michelle and James White versus Kansas City. Those are my must-start running backs. Kansas City is giving up 119 rush yards a game. So there's, there's that. Uh, my must-start running back for the week. I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Because the dude is a wizard. He can catch. He can run. Uh, if he's going, the Panthers' offense seems to just roll. Uh, the Redskins' rush defense is actually fifth in the league, only giving up 93 yards, 93 yards a game. But they have given up five touchdowns on the run. But Christian McCaffrey's a freak, so I'm going to say go ahead and start him. 
especially in PPR leagues, because they are definitely going to be throwing to him, and he will be running the ball a lot. So so just a reminder, we do go off of PPR for this, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. But um, my running back is going to be Chris Carson out of Seattle playing against Oakland. Had a good week last week. I think he's going to keep the legs rolling, and he's going to rack up more yards and at least one touchdown this week. Can you repeat who you said? Because someone hooked a pretty hefty loogie right in the middle <laughs> of your sentence there. Might be. Chris Carson out of Seattle. Yep. Oakland is giving up 128 yards a game and six touchdowns. Yeah. I, I think Chris Carson's going to take over that starting job. I think it's not going to be a committee anymore. Well, yeah, the we'll thing, see what he does this week. The thing about Seattle is they don't utilize their running backs like they should. Like they did when they had Marshawn, but I mean, they did last week. Ro- just I know, but you can't be rotating in six running backs every week. It's just. They've officially gone away from Penny. Penny's no longer even a thing anymore. No. So, now now it's this Davis guy and Carson. Yeah. Uh, Wide receivers, week six, Adam Thielen. Like I said, Stephon Diggs is going to be covered up. Patrick Peterson. Adam Thielen's going to be running free. I think uh, Kirky's going to find him. I think he's going to have a tutter. Some yards. I don't think he's going to have a huge day, but he's going to have a good enough day in that matchup to start him. Wide receiver must start week six. John Brown versus Tennessee. Tennessee seventh in points to wide receivers. Joe Flacco's favorite target. John Brown will burn the uh, the cornerbacks in Tennessee. Uh, last week in Cleveland, John Brown may have not had a great day, but he had 14 targets from Flacco versus Cleveland. I look. I look for oh. him to get a double-digit targets again this week, and uh, maybe even score a tutter. So, big fan. For uh, my wide receivers, plural, I'm gonna go ahead and say you're gonna want to start Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley against the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense because what about Muhammad. Muhammad Snow. Don't sleep on Muhammad. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is giving up 358 yards a game through the air. So, could get gashed this weekend by yeah. the Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley combination. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the sneaky Mahomes, the too. Hammer in the over on that. If you have anybody that catches a football in a, that plays for Atlanta, you will start them this week. I got Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu. Everybody, start up. Nice. Tight ends. Loose booty tight ends. I got Cameron Braid. Jameis likes to toss him the ball. And uh, O.J. Howard is out. So look for him to kind of be the uh, the crutch for Jameis Winston. Get a lot of targets. The go-to. I agree with that. I just picked up uh, Cameron Braid this week. Um. Tight end for me, I said uh, C.J. Uzma, yeah, Cincinnati I, tight end versus Pittsburgh. Who is that guy? Uh, he's the backup to Eifert, who's no longer there in Cincinnati. Sounds like a character on Hotel Rwanda. You should say if you have a tight end, start him because tight yes. ends are so hit. Yeah, let's cover start. that. If you have a tight end on your roster – Play that motherfucker because he is actually on the fifty-three man roster. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, here. Okay, I've got the I got the week six tight end 
rankings right now. Oh, please okay. read them. I've got <laughs> Travis Kelsey's number one, Ertz is two, Gronk is three. Somehow Jimmy Graham is four, apparently. But George Kittle's five, Cook is six, Reed is seven, Ebron's eight, Brayton's nine, and Burton's ten. And after that, maybe Kyle Rudolph and yeah. David Njoku. But after that, it is damn near completely irrelevant because Jeff Swain is at 15. And he hasn't done much of anything. Trey Burton intrigues me. I like that. Trey Just Burton. picked him up. Somebody dropped him in the waiver wire in our league. Done, and I picked him up. Yeah, Idiot. nice. Trey Burton's a baller. Yeah. But, yeah, if, you, if, if you've got a tight end that is A, healthy, B, starting, and C, will actually get a look, then yes, just start him because anybody is completely irrelevant at this point other than, like, the top five, Kelsey, Ertz, Gronk. I don't even put Jimmy Graham in my top five. I've had, I'd have Kittle and uh, uh, maybe Jared Cook. DJ knows this. I'm a big fan of Kittle. Big uh-huh. fan of Jared. Damien told me to George, pick up George hey, diddle, Kittle, diddle. and I said I was going to drop him after like week two, and Damien said don't fucking do that, and uh, he was right, but it sucks for him, because if I would have dropped him, he would have just picked him right up. It wasn't oh. even week two. Don, we, I think it was on this po- it might have been on this podcast, I don't know, we, we've talked on Skype before without actually recording, but Don was trying to, he's like, I think I'm going to drop George Kittle, and I was like, mm, don't, whatever, you, just don't do that. Keep George Kittle. I think you're gonna like him. And look at me, like, I mean, I ain't trying to to, to toot my own horn here, but I mean, I'll Kittle, like, Kittle, okay, he fucking toot that horn. Toot Kittle, it. he kind of reminds me of a like a Dallas Clark kind of guy, almost. Yeah, yep. Only that. Both Iowa boys. Just rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, tick, 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 tick. Doesn't love you in Iowa, so I know why they bring the tight ends. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be that guy. I kind of like to go outside the box, but I mean, you can't. You literally cannot in tight ends. So like our our like must start, must sit. Like tight ends are pretty much irrelevant uh, as far know, as I, must start, I, must sit. I try to go for like a lower tier kind of no neighbor kind of a guy, I guess. But this week you just gotta take Gronk. Start him against the Chiefs. I feel like he's gonna oh. have a big day. Absolutely. Gronk right. is gonna. Fucking frat boy party all over that defense, so start Gronkowski. Alright, now I we got, got all our uh, must starts in or I got Ertz. Ertz yeah, against the Giant against the G man. Ertz, but no brainers. Alright. Good call. If Wentz plays well, it's a good call. Must sits. I'm gonna kick it off with Derek Carr. Oh, same Gotta geez. sit him. Gotta sit him. Let me tell you something. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to mention Here four go. names to you that Derek Carr is going to think about for the rest of his life after this week. Bobby Wagner. John Gruden. Arcavius Mingo. K.J. Wright. Michael Kendricks. He's going to be seeing a whole lot of their nut sacks. Okay? Because <laughs> they are going to be blitzing 6-7 every cocksucking snap. Which is why Jared Cook starting might not be a bad call because Derek Carr is going to be running for his fucking life. The Seattle defense, are they still the Legion of Boom? No. Are they still a top five defense? Yes. Rushing-wise, maybe not. Passing-wise, absolutely. And we're talking about quarterbacks here. Derek Carr is a no-go. 
watch him go off for fucking 600 yards now that I said that. What I'm saying is if you look at the numbers and you're looking at it realistically, Derek Carr is going to have a bad day. He's going to have a bad time. I said the same thing, actually. My must sit this week is also Derek Carr. I said Derek Carr versus Seattle. Seattle's 24th in points to the quarterbacks. Um, and then I said Goff threw a couple INTs last week versus Seattle. I like Carr to throw a couple as well this week. Big time. My must-sit quarterback for this week and pretty much every week until he fucking retires, which is hopefully soon, is Eli Manning. <laughs> I like it. Even yeah. if if you have Eli Manning on your roster, you're already a terrible GM, unless it's like a fucking 30-man league. But I mean, other than that, don't start Eli Manning. Just don't. Don't do it to yourself. You don't deserve that. My uh, must-sit for this week. Will be uh, Philip Old Man Rivers against Cleveland's D. I don't think he's gonna have a great week. It's probably a good call. So let's go, Don. Must sit running backs. Must sit running backs. Week six. Alex Collins. Tennessee's defense is uh, nothing to be fucked with. I don't think he's gonna have a great day. Then again, he really hasn't had a great day all year, so it wasn't a very uh, Mind blowing call. But but he's not gonna get what what he's been averaging is what you're saying. Yeah, no, he's not gonna get nine, ten points. He's probably gonna get four or five. Must hit running back this week. Other side of the uh matchup. I said sit Derrick Henry versus Baltimore. First off, if you're starting Derrick Henry on a regular basis, I'm sorry. Um thank you. Thank you for your sympathy. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh Baltimore's thirtieth in points to running backs. Derrick Henry's been garbage as of late. Uh, look for him to get about 16 carries and about 30 yards. <laughs> I don't like Deion Lewis this week much, but uh, if you're in a PPR league and you're hurting and looking for a flex, Deion Lewis might work. Honorable mention sit. I had dropped one in here. Uh, honorable mention sit. Kenyon Drake for Chicago. Uh, Chicago allows the least amount of points to running backs this year, and I like Chicago's defense versus Miami. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, do not start Drake from Miami considering the Bears give up 64 yards rushing game, so. Yeah, uh, I also said Kenyon Drake because I have him. Must sit wide receiver. Don, who do you have? Must sit wide out week six. Stephon Diggs, Patrick Peterson, an upset. Mm, we've already covered that, I guess, eh? Um, wide receiver, I said, to sit Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk first Minnesota. Uh, I think Minnesota kept Philadelphia wide receivers in check last week. Uh, young quarterback, good defense, little success for the offense. That's what I said on that. Fuck, sit Larry all year. He ain't done dick. <laughs> yeah. Time to hang him up, Larry Balls. It's over. Uh, I'm going to say do not start any wide receiver from the Dolphins because I don't even know a single wide receiver on the Dolphins besides Devontae Parker, and he has not been a name this year. So. Completely irrelevant. Bears defense is for real. Hasn't Devontae Parker really been irrelevant his whole career, though? They, like, there was a lot of hype on him, but he's never... Well, he was... Uh, before Tannehill got bumped the second time, I mean, he was... He was still uh, putting up some good numbers. He was like... A decent 2-3 wide receiver, but 
Yeah, you can rely on him. Like when you're, I don't know, number one wideout was on like a bye week, you could easily plug him in and he'll get you 10, 12 points. Right. They're also shopping him around now. That's going through the rumor mill. So, Bundo, you went. You said no Dolphins wideouts? No Dolphins wide receiver. Okay, I'm going with, uh, okay, if you want, like we said before, if you want to witness a felony on live television, um, I'm going to say you're going to want to, you're going to want to, you must sit Juju Smith-Schuster. You're going to go ahead and sit him because Vontez Perfect may or may not catch a body in that football game. Yeah, I don't, I don't proceed Juju Smith-Schuster leaving that stadium alive. Right, something, Juju. something. He, he's not leaving that game without some sort of minor to major injury. Let's just put it that way. Congrats, Don. The trade is going to look good for you if that's the case. Congrats on the sex. Congrats yeah. on the sex. Congrats on the sex. Uh, hey, so yeah, Don, me and Don made a trade this week. I ended up getting Juju Smith-Schuster, so uh, I hope. Yeah, that, I hope his verdict might actually murder him. So I hope you have an IR stock, so you're gonna be throwing fucking Juju Smith-Schuster in there real quick. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm in. The, I'm the league manager, so I guess I could make that happen. But, <laughs> He's yeah. got pull. Uh, I got pull around a big swing of dick in that fucking league. So, <laughs> um, tight ends. Are you tight ends? Week six, my favorite name ever, David Njoku. Njoku. See? Uh, Chargers are tight against tight ends. I'm just, uh, and the Browns offense is hapless, so I, I don't see them doing much. Uh, for as good as he's been the last couple weeks, decent-wise, I said sit Swaim, Jeff Swaim versus Jacksonville. Uh, I think... Personally, I think Jeff Swaim is going to be a top 15 wide receiver at the end, or wide receiver tight end at the end of this season. Because, I mean, after 10, there's nobody. So he's probably going to be like number 12 (laughs) at the end of it all. Yeah. But he gets like, he gets like eight PPR points a week. So, I mean, he's not. I mean, this year, this, this year it's been so, even a little bit last year, there really isn't any, there really isn't like a plethora of, Good tight ends. Like you're, you're lucky if you get Gronk because he's gonna get 10 to 15 a game. Other than like out of the top five, you're lucky if you get seven a week, even in like PPR leagues, because tight ends just aren't getting the action like they used to. Yeah. Yeah. My my uh my notes on Swain were Jacksonville's 28th in points to tight ends, even though Kelsey went off. Five receptions, 100 yards last week. Uh, Jeff Swaim is pretty much the favorite tight end in Dallas. If I mean, if you're going to pick one, you're going to play Swaim, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I said, if you're desperate and you put all your eggs in the Jeff Swaim basket, by all means, play Swaim. I could agree with that. Pretty much, you've got to do it. Do it. <laughs> Tight ends, Josh. Is this fucking Jumanji? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Anyway, Shut up, bitch. Be a dick. Uh, I'm saying you're going to go ahead and uh, you must sit Jordan Reed against Carolina. 
I like Carolina. Carolina is they're they're not what they used to be defensively, but they still got Luke Eakley. They still got the the fountain of youth, Julius Peppers, whose jersey I still have up on the wall up there. I mean, they still got playmakers on defense. I, I really don't think Jordan Reed is going to put up 20 points this week. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, sit Greg Olson. He's been injured, and he's expected to start this weekend. But uh, I feel like with the lingering injuries that he has and uh, going against Washington, who's pretty stingy against the tight end, I'm going to say don't start him because if you do, a very good chance he gets hurt again, and you're fucked. Don't be so quick to rush him back in, really. Exactly. Look for Greg Olson to break his foot again this week. But, I mean, and, and yeah. like, his, his kind of foot injury, though, is like – it's a thing that can linger. Like it's either it heals or it doesn't like right away. And it's so, it's something so easy that can break again. And he's not a small human being. So, I mean, them feet are under some serious pressure at all times. So I, I, I'd say at least wait one to two weeks before you put him back in a lineup. If you got him. Has he got that injury that Julio Jones had a couple of years ago? Is it one of those type deals? I, I'm not for sure if it's the same exact one, but I was reading something like all like like the interior foot. Anytime in like your inner foot, you get something like that. It's it could take a long time and it'll nag you forever. Well, yeah, because Julio Jones had that foot injury and they tried to bring him back and he was just dog he was shit. Just not the same there for a while until he finally healed up like a year later. Yeah. All right. Quick fantasy question: Matt Ryan or Deshaun Watson? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Not even a, not even a, not even well, a fucking question. Even if Deshaun Watson does start, I don't. He could easily get bumped out with that injury that he's having. True. So I mean, I I wouldn't risk it. I would definitely start Matt Ryan. Yeah, go that's, with the easy. That's, uh, that's what I had, but I just I wanted yeah I wanted some opinions on that. All right, dinner must starts. Dinner must sets. It's my favorite time. It's all I like to call it the Vance <laughs> Joseph hour. A.K.A. Putz of the Week. There we go. We need to get music for... Wait a minute. We need to get music for Putz of the Week at some point. Putz of the Week. You know, you know what it should be? It should just be like a uh, like a voice recording of just a... Putz! And then we just go into it. <laughs> we can yeah. make that happen. Or yeah. somebody could just scream. You could just do that every time we do this. <laughs> but that works, anyway. too. Yeah, Vance Joseph, Hour of the Week. Don, what do you have? Hold on a second, motherfucker. Being all fucking anxious. Alright, I have a putz of the week. You already know who it is. It's going to be this guy every fucking week. (laughs) Putz! Alright. I like it. Putz of the week. Hold on, hold on. I have a quick question. Does, does, is his last name Joseph and his first name Vance? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Continue. All right. No, I don't mean to sit here and be one-dimensional with my putts of the week, but he just keeps fucking up. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it, so I got to talk about it. All right, Vance Joseph, check one. You fly into fucking the East Coast from Denver at 6 p.m. the day before your game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Good fucking call, retard. Everyone else flies in on Friday. Why don't we just do it Saturday night? You know why they fly on Friday? Because that's a long fucking flight. Stupid ass motherfucker. Second, 
You're averaging seven yards of carry on the ground. You only run the ball 14 times. Why? Why? You gave up on running the ball halfway through the second quarter. Probably could have been a closer game if you had pulled your head out of your ass. Strike two. Strike three. I, I don't even know where to fucking start. I really don't. Okay? Run the ball on first down. Get stuffed. Yeah, Jets defense is pretty good. We could keep trying to run the ball. Maybe get a break. No, nah, we're going to pass it for two yards, set up a third and eight, and then run the ball again. Eight consecutive fucking times. Good call. Jesus Christ. Give me a Madden playbook and a half gallon of Jameson. We're going eight and eight. Okay? You got talent. All you need to do is lean on your fucking talented players. And he doesn't seem to want to do that. He's like, no, see, what we're going to do is we're going to throw it fucking Jeff Howerman 17 cocksucking times. He's going to catch it twice. He's going to get picked off three times. But I really like this guy, Jeff Howerman. He's a really great guy. No, stop. You have Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Use them. What are you doing? Not to mention Cortland Sutton. Speedy little motherfucker. Come on. Shout out SMU. Shout out SMU. SMU, Cole Beasley. Fucking death penalty. Fuck it. Coming back. All I'm saying is, if you're going to be a head coach in the NFL... And you're going to get paid like one. You should probably win some games here and there. He hasn't. I'm down on Vance Joseph. I hope he loses his job. Actually, I hope he loses his job after next week. <laughs> Send in somebody else. Also, start Chad Kelly. Hashtag Chad Kelly. All right, you going there, Damien? Yeah, my putts of the week is Odell Beckham Jr. Nice. For trashing his team in a pregame interview on Sunday with Lil Wayne. Why the fuck was Lil Wayne Fucking there? Lil Wayne. What? <laughs> I, I have no idea why Lil Wayne was I there. I don't see the fucking connection. When you're granted, God, you can do whatever you want. True. <laughs> and granted, I didn't watch, like, what happened before that, so I don't know if they were, like, just happened to both be there, shooting the shit, whatever. But what right. in the actual flying fuck? Yeah, I'm not real positive as to why. First off, why was he doing an interview with Justina Anderson on Sunday? Well, he w- it wasn't Sunday morning. They recorded it before Sunday morning, obviously. But that's when it, that's when the whole interview aired. Uh, but my issue with it is you just paid this guy a lot of I don't what was the I don't even know what the total was on it, but it was a lot of money. And then he's sitting there, he's trashing Eli Manning, which Eli Manning is getting towards the end of his career. I get it. He pro- Odell Beckham Jr. probably has the best arm on the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice, solid pass. To Eli Saquon. Manning, biggest horn. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ole Miss, shout out horns. <laughs> but anyway, all I said, uh, he said in the interview, he said, he uh he was he trashed Eli Manning. He said, "It's been you know cool catching shallow routes and trying to take it to the house, but I'm, you know, I want to go over the top of somebody." This will probably just, be the, the one time I'll agree with, oh, Hotel Bacon Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I understand Eli doesn't have the arm to go over the top. I understand. That Odell's being underutilized over there. Like with, with any other quarterback, 
Odell is the one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the league. And with Eli Manning, he's still one of the best wide receivers in the league. What well, I don't like, what I don't like, is him going to the media to get this done. Exactly. He needs to have a talk with fucking Pat Shermer, which Pat Shermer is a whole nother fucking discussion later, <laughs> another Yikes. time. But yeah, so I understand being frustrated. I understand that you want to be able to go over the top. I understand you want a lot of targets, but let Eli finish out his contract and get a new. The, the Giants do need a new quarterback. Maybe you shouldn't have signed a fucking contract. And yeah. and and they've they've issues I mean, with Eli Manning. They've got the time. I mean, Odell's not that old. They just got Sean no. Barkley. They get mm-hmm. a legitimate quarterback out of the draft. I mean, the Giants could be in free agency. Yeah, oh. I, but I'm just saying they get one regardless. They can be lethal. But then again, that offensive line has been a fucking dumpster fire. And they just let go of their fucking tackle that they drafted back in 2015. They just yeah. let him go. They're like, hey, uh, in case anybody wants this guy, we'll take trade offers. But Monday we're we're ousting him. And then obviously nobody fucking jumped on that and said, yeah, I'll, yeah, we want to trade you, we want him. But he's on waivers. Yeah, don't don't fucking say if you don't take him, we're gonna put him on waivers. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you're not getting any fucking trade offers. We'll just wait for waivers and we'll get him for free. What's nine uh, plus three. 10? 21. You stupid. 21. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't really have any issue with his actual, like, his frustration and his actual thoughts. My issue is with having a fucking interview with Josina Anderson and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne looks like a crab apple. I have a question, though. Do you think, even though I hate this motherfucker's mustache and his shitty hair, do you think Ben McAdoo was in the wrong to not start Eli Manning last no. year? No. No. Absolutely not. But Giants fans are some of the fiercest fans that you will meet when it comes to their team. And when you lose the fans, you lose support everywhere. So even I think he did make the right call. Um, granted, he didn't really have a whole lot else to lean on. We have Geno Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... If you had anyone better than that, I would support it more. But yeah, he so if Eli the, Manning is your best option. You should go with your best option. In essence, he was wrong going to Geno Smith. Yeah, if it was but, anyone else but Geno Smith, he was right. He was yeah for sure. But yeah, Eli needs to be done soon. He does. I I don't think he has it anymore. He's not going to have the wonder years of Peyton Manning where he miraculously somehow gets a Super Bowl ring his last year. It's it's not in the cards. You know why we're hanging on to Eli Manning, though? Why Giants fans are hanging on to Eli Manning? Because they want that last magical year. No. Okay. No. How many losses does he have in Super Bowls? Zero. Uh-huh. Zero, but he only played two okay. ten years ago. Okay. Uno versus Brady. Okay, let's dive into this real quick. Uh-huh. Are the Giants... Was Eli Manning ever a elite quarterback? No. My answer is absolutely fucking no. The year they won the Super Bowl, the defense did the entire thing. And one retarded catch, and that was a Super Bowl. Tyree. Shout out Tyree Hill. Probably bagging groceries somewhere. Awesome for you, buddy. Probably probably pawned his Super Bowl ring already. Oh, for sure. Definitely. What was his name? Tyree uh, Hill. 
No, David Tyreek. It was David, David Tyreek. Tyree. No, I was thinking Tyreek Hill. Shout out me. Shout out Mario Manningham. Shout out Plexico oh, Morris. Go Blues. Shout out Michael Strahan. Shout yeah. out Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> All right. I mean, didn't was stacked. Didn't the Giants you. draft fucking Davis Webb to come in to be the predecessor of Eli Manning and then cut him? Who? That worked real well. Davis Webb. Who? Davis Webb. Exactly. Uh, didn't he start his what he started his career or his college career in Texas Tech? Didn't he? Then he ended up in Cal. I he's completely irrelevant. I remember. Yeah. Well, their backup their backup quarterback is a name of Alex Tanny. So, yeah, want to know where he played? No. Monmouth. What? <laughs> Monmouth. Shout out Monmouth. Thirty right. years old. So the moral of the story is the Giants are a dumpster fire and fucking Odell Beckham Jr. going to the media and telling the media that the Giants are a dumpster fire, not helping. Yeah, that's why, that's is, why Odell is my fucking putts of the week. You're literally telling everybody what we already fucking know, Odell, okay? Just rake in your fucking money, fucking suck it up, <laughs> quit being a McBitch, and come back to play next year. Yeah, and keep throwing touchdowns to Saquon. Maybe have Saquon throw one to you. Odell might as well just fucking start at quarterback, considering Eli Manning's consecutive starts streak was snapped last year. So, I mean. Yeah, thank you, Ben Manning. Fuck it. You piece of shit. (laughs) All right. That was another Uh, tangent uh, brought to you by Jameson and Michelob Ultra. Yes. I just want to make a comparison quick, Eli Manning, elite quarterback status. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, okay, I'm not going to fight and say he is. I just want to make a comparison. You got Eli Manning, go a little bit far down the list, hit Brett Favre. Let's just compare those two side by side. Brett Favre, 20,000 more yards, 150 more touchdowns, higher completion percentage. And he, statistically, Brett Favre. Okay, how many many total years in the NFL? Yeah, Brett Favre played four more seasons, but you factor in the two seasons that he was hurt, and it's a lot closer than you would think as far as games played. And and keep this in mind, Brett Favre was not a guy that would take care of the football. That motherfucker would reach back and try to throw a fucking football through the eye of a needle. Like Sometimes he was pretty fucking dangerous, and Eli is just bad. Eli is just as dangerous throwing more than 20 picks in eight different seasons. Yikes. But, I, but right. I'm just saying, I'm saying Brett Favre was a, it, sometimes he would try to do too much, whereas Eli is just bad. Yeah. No, you're right. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people want to say Eli Manning's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football. Uh, statistically, you're wrong. He's not at all. Just just based on numbers, he's not. I bet. Shout out the State Fair Corn Dogs. State Fair Corn Dogs have an ass bitch. <laughs> I've <laughs> I bet Brett Favre threw more interceptions than Elon Manning, though. So. Well, we can find out. Let's see here. Oh, it's for it's for real. Yeah, but Brett Favre tried to make a play at least. Eli Manning yeah. kind of just. Yeah, Brett Favre threw 120 more picks. Okay, here, here. Okay, Donald, you got the you got all the stats right there. Mm-hmm. Take a look at sacks. How many times did Favre avoid 
taking a sack and just tried slinging it somewhere compared to where Eli Manning just takes sacks because he's a bomb. 125 sacks. Uh, Brett Favre has sacked roughly 160 more times than Eli Manning. But it's four more seasons. Right. Yeah. All right. We got to get off this giant tangent real quick. Yeah. Who is who's the other putts, putts of the week? I got it. I'll take I'll take the reins. Okay. Okay. Oh, Bondo. I got a video. I got a little audio clip I have to play. You play to win the game. I know. Okay, Bondo. Since since that came up, we're gonna tandem this one now too. So go ahead. You kick it off. I'll I'll hit you with some notes. Uh, Herm Edwards said it best. You play to win the game. Dallas overtime. Five minutes left. On the tenth, uh, on the fucking Houston Texans 42 yard line. I get it was a, a quote from Jason Garrett, a long one. It was a long one, he said. But I mean, for fuck's sake, you're on the 42 yard line in Houston, in overtime, five minutes left. You got Ezekiel Elliott. You've with invested, a chance, with a chance to win the game. You've, well, obviously, but you've invested how much into your offensive line and offense in general? You drafted some other Cowboys, like, fan brought this up, and he was on ESPN and said, you drafted Tyron Smith over J.J. Watt, which was, you know, good, but yet also bad. And then you drafted Zach Martin over Johnny Manziel, and then you drafted Ezekiel Elliott over Jalen Ramsey. But on the 42-yard line of the opposing team with five minutes left, and it's fourth and one. Jason Garrett, you have to fucking sack up and just go for it. You're, you've been, you've been employed by the Cowboys for too long already, in my opinion. Here's a, I feel here's, like he should have been gone at least four or five years ago already when he had those me- mediocre years, however many, however many years in a row. You got Zeke, either give him the ball, or you have Zach try to. Dak tried to sneak it, or you just you just try to get the fucking one yard. And, and, and they already did it. They already did it in the game once, if not twice. Like, and out of, out of the last 19 times the Cowboys have gone for it on fourth down, they converted 18 times. 94%. Shout out to that guy who did that previously. Give him all the credit so we don't get sued. Anyway, you've seen, what was it, the week before, who, who went for it on fourth and won to win the game. I don't know who it was, but they got it. They won the game. And then you got the Titans two weeks ago who went for it three times on fourth down and got a ball. Shout out Big Dick, Mike Vrabel. And they won the game. You simply do not punt on fourth and one on the opponent's 42-yard line in overtime to win the game. You you don't do that. Like, Jason Garrett... I really hope your time is running out because I'm sick and tired of your bullshit and being a pussy instead of going for a win when you have to win in order to make the playoffs. You got to win to win the Super Bowl. And the time time management at the end of games for the Dallas Cowboys in the Jason Garrett era has been absolutely fucking atrocious. The play calls and the timing of everything, the handling of the two-minute drills at the end of the games – when you have a chance to win, has been garbage under Jason Garrett, and it's pissing me the fuck off. Putts of the week, Jason fucking Garrett. 
Copy. Don't play to play to not lose. Play to win. Exactly. Play to win the game. We've got our, arguably the best running back in the last five years to come <laughs> to college, and you have handcrafted this offensive line. Granted, Travis Frederick's out, and great tackle. Yeah, but still, you run off Tyron Smith's ass. You get him pushing fucking bodies, or you have Dak sneak it right up the middle, like Bundo said. Or even I mean, like what a play else? action it, rollout or something. Like there's five three. minutes left in the game. You punt the ball away. You're basically giving up your only possession of overtime because Deshaun Watson was slinging it pretty good against that Cowboys defense. You also got to think about how many times the Cowboys have run like the option, and how many times they've gotten big plays or gotten a first down. Like why? Why don't you just at least try to do that? Like try to win. Don't try to, to fucking get the ball back, potentially lose, or go for a tie. Tell me I, I look like the head coach off Friday Night Lights the series right now. You do. You do. Thank you. you. Thank you. Coach Taylor. And uh, I love that show, by the way. And Damo sounds like John Gruden. That's not, oh, boy. That's not good. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, uh, of the week, Jason Garrett, you fucked us out of a win. Uh, you fucked us many times previously. I'm really sick of you fucking me. It's just, it's just really hard. Just, just win, just win. Just beat the Jaguars. Just I win. just, it's, I just want to tack on to one thing you said. We have arguably the best running back in the last five years, and I would like to mention two names: Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but he's I still arguably one of the best. One of the, the yes. Five. One of the yes. You're one of the. You're not wrong. Okay. Yes. Now, the best? No. No. Todd Gurley. With that, we move into Savage of the Week. Let's get off the low note and get on a high note. Mm, Savage of the Week. Just... My high notes have been pretty low with the Cowboys lately, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on a low point since week two, so. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. The only one that's got a big dick swinging around, swinging around right now is fucking Damien. Sundays are for kissing titties. Sundays are for kissing titties. Um, I'm not. I'm riding a high note after the bye week because this was the least stressful week that I've had watching football. So that was nice. <laughs> All right, Donald, we got Savage of the week, Don. Savage, someone who just straight puts their nuts on the table, gets after it. You know. It's a tough one this week, it is. Mm. Mm. It's got to be Drew Brees. has to be. Mm. It's got to be Drew Brees. Drew Brees, now, number one, passing yards all time. Yeah. He seems to defy age. Now, he's, okay, you can throw Tom Brady in there, too, as far as just the age thing, but... Tom vs. Time, open mouth, kissed his son. He takes a couple hits there. A little weird. No, it's just a little peck. We come back here and give daddy some tongue. No, <laughs> stop it. What is wrong Yikes. with you? Yikes. With some random dude just massaging him. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, Drew Brees. Played a lot of years. Been great. Absolutely great. Really fun to watch. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago in overtime. He's just fucking... Overtime in the fourth quarter, he's just... Throwing it all out there. It looked like John Elway in that Super Bowl against the Packers where he knew he didn't have much left in the tank, just throwing the body around. 
dude is scary. Scary good still. So I, I'm big, big Drew Freeze fan. Big Drew Freeze fan right now. I'll touch on the Drew Breeze thing one time. Uh, the the reason I think that he, like, the Savage of the Week thing, minus going, or besides going, you know, for the most passing yards of all time, was the performance that he had to make it happen. Okay, he didn't need to go out and throw 26 of 29. He only had three incompletions the whole night. He was 26, 29, 363, and three touchdowns. Insane. It, I mean, I don't know. The only thing that I had, well, I mean, it was an emotional night for Saints fans. There was a guy crying in the fucking crowd. I get it. He means a lot to the city. But the only thing that I was thinking while this was happening, when he threw the the touchdown pass to make it, you know, make him go over the the yard mark, the yardage mark, was who the fuck is number ten? Shout out huh? Traquan Smith. Yeah, shout out shout out Traquan Smith. Hey, Michael Thomas. I needed Michael Thomas. I needed Michael Thomas. <laughs> I needed Michael Thomas to get a fucking touchdown. That's why I was thinking who the fuck is number ten. That's all. That's my touch on Drew Brees. But, yeah, shout-out Drew Brees, 26-29, 363, and three touchdowns. Savage. Great night. Savage. Um, my Savage of the Week, Sean McVay, for going for it on fourth and one. That's on his was. What's that? That's, that's what I was referring to, was the Rams going for it on fourth and one. Yeah, old buddy's gonna carry his fucking nutsack with wheel with a fucking wheelbarrow. Oh yeah. Cause he was fucking like, well, wheelbarrow. That motherfucker's gonna need a goddamn forklift because that thing's so fucking big this week. Yeah. Mm. I love the call. I really. The veiny triumphant sack. Yeah. It was great I mean, hair. Fourth and one. On uh, and I don't. He wasn't even on. He wasn't even on his opponent's side of the fifty. He wasn't on Seattle's side of the 50, I don't think. I think he was on his own side of the 50 when he went for it. Ballsy. Very ballsy. And he, yep. he sent out the punt team, and he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's, or was it? Yeah, he yeah he sent out the punt team, and he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's go for it. Got the fourth and one. Jared Goff, fucking QB sneak. See you later. Game over. Sean McVay is a Excellent. football rain man. And Jason Garrett. Just throw it out there. Hey, Sean, remember uh, week 12, 2017, third quarter, six and a half minutes left, third down. What did you do? He'll fucking recite the exact play yeah, and what happened. I saw that video. Spider 2, XY, banana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Gurley on wheel route, uh, hit him for eight yards, first down. How the fuck do you remember that? Mm-hmm. What kind of – this dude, if he has a wife, she's not getting fucked. This dude's watching film. Student of the game. He's watching yep. film, eating fucking rice aroni and beating off. That's all he's doing. His Simultaneously. That's his old, do to he's doing jet. just fine. She may not be getting late, but he's doing just fine. The Rams were my favorite out of the NFC to win the Super Bowl this year against New England. And I've seen nothing to let me think that that was a bad call. I have. I have. That defense is not looking as great as I thought it was going to look. New England's defense isn't that great either. True. You're gonna match up just pure offenses in a neutral site. I'm, I'm fucking going all the way, LA. So, as we sit right now, the AFC Championship game, I think, like if you were to say today, 
AFC Championship game, I think you're going to see New England and you're going to see the Chiefs. In the, I mean, just based off how they're playing right now. Yeah. But who are the Rams going to play? The NFC Championship game? As, as it sits right now, as records sit right now and what you've seen the first five weeks. Shout out to Bears. Calling it. You heard it here first. That makes me uncomfortable. I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I'm tell- I mean, name another team in the <sighs> NFC right now that is impressing me as much as the fucking LA Rams and the Bears. The, the NFC is pretty rough. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. But then again, we're only going into week six, so I mean, anybody can still hit their stride. We're not even halfway through yet, so that's what we're saying. Now, right now, 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 if okay, so. I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm gonna say if, if a team can turn it around right now, uh, just but have, before you go have, on that tangent, I would I would say the Saints. I, I was I was I was gonna say either the Saints or or the Panthers even. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Saints. Saints or Panthers if they can start clicking. Hmm. So with that, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, potentially. All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my savage out there real quick. Okay, my savage is a product of UCF rookie oh. this year. He was three catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Helped Drew Brees acquire said record. Traquan Smith. Is my savage of the week. Who the coming hell is in, Happy Gilmore? Coming in to fill in old Petty Ginn. Comes in, three catches, 111 yards, two tutties. Now, how big of a dick would you have knowing that you caught not only a touchdown pass from Drew Brees, but the ball that sends that ball to Canton, Ohio? Yeah, you caught the ball that's going to Canton. That's that's pretty fucking sweet. I that's would, amazing. I would have shoved would. that ball in my pants and ran to the sideline. I would have retired and then asked for Drew Brees' salary. <laughs> not getting the ball, you know, Drew. Drew Brees would probably give you a few game checks. I'm not going to lie. Probably. He, he seems like the guy who would do that. seems like a real nice guy. I'll sell one of my MVP trophies, whatever. It's okay, fine. Uh, on a weird weird side note, smoke show of a wife, Drew Brees. Mm. Oh, nine. big time. Come on. What is, what is there? What is there, three boys and a girl come out there? Yep. He's still looking good. Yeah. Goodness. Probably as Tom Brady's fucking uh, holistics trainer stretching her fucking C-section scar out. <laughs> wow. Going that far, but... All right. <laughs> Fun fact, though, been together 15 years. Good and she is an absolute fucking smoke show. Good for them. That's, that's true love right there. Millions. Yeah. And uh, you just sit at home and make babies. Oh, she does modeling. She does... uh. Miss USA uh, pageants and stuff. She's making money. She's making some money. My savage of the week is going to be Todd Gurley just because the dude just fucking scores at will pretty much. Rushing and running. Three touchdowns last week. Dude's a fucking unit. Gets it done. He fucks pieces. I'm not yes. looking forward to that rolling into Denver. Really not. I could use the fantasy points. He, he's going to get within the 10-yard line. He's going to barrel through the middle, take Brandon Marshall's helmet off, fuck him in the mouth, come in his eyes, and still get a touchdown. 
That'd be, that's really that'd be impressive. I need Von Miller. Here's what I need. Now this is a fucking shot in the dark. Hail Mary, the Denver Broncos. This is what they need to have to happen to win. Case Keenum needs to throw 450 and three tutters. Okay, Philip Lindsay needs to get 150 on the ground, 80 through the air. Okay, Von Miller needs three sacks, a strip sack preferably. Get pressure on Jared Goff consistently with your Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Shaq. Get in there, make him uncomfortable. Get the secondary in a position and maybe get a tip ball, maybe get some turnovers. Run the fucking football more than 14 times. Get some good passing going. Consistent play, first downs, extend drives, and that's a lot closer a game than you think if Denver just shows up. Because it ain't easy going into Denver. I don't give a fuck if you're undefeated or not. I don't care if Denver is winless and you're undefeated. Going into Denver is hard. So if they play well, if they play well, if they show up and they utilize their strengths and the defense plays like they can, they have a real shot. Because Denver's not, okay, I'm not going to say they're a bad football team. I'm going to say they're coached poorly and they have a questionable quarterback. Those are two facts that I know. They have a good wide receiving core. Who's your offensive coordinator? Right now? Shit. What is his name? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. You need a new one of those for sure. Bill Musgrave. Oh, I knew that actually. Yeah. It's relatively new. Don't Um, know why. You know, it's uh Then you got a uh, Joe Woods as your defensive coordinator, which isn't great either. Um Yeah. Uh, they're not coached very well, but they have talent. They have the ability to be very good. Just in the pieces they have there. They're not pulling it together because they're not being coached. Okay. Todd Gurley is an absolute legend in the making. You'll see his bust in Canton about 20 years from now. Probably less than 20. Probably less than 20. Probably 15. Yeah, probably. All right. So we had our Savage of the Week. We had our Putts of the Week. Uh, Do we have – does anybody have an overreaction for Week 5 after a Week 5 storyline? Yes. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys will not win another game for the rest of the year. <laughs> Copy. Yeah. I don't think that's an overreaction, though. No, <laughs> that's pretty much. People have been calling that since week two. <laughs> Ashley two and fourteen. Nice. Jason Garrett gets fired, and what is the DB coach's name? Chris Richards. Is that his name? Yeah, came over from Seattle. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Gets the head coaching job. Fuck shit up. Super Bowl next year. No reaction. Like five. On next I'm, week. I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, really sad about our last week played out, and now we're on to next week. Yeah, we're on to next week now. That's all I care about is next week. <laughs> Did you see his interview today? <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone was asking, like, what the fuck did this say? Like, how do you view this or that? And he's like, uh, we're, uh, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> 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 he, he said that like ten times. Uh, oh, is he a beauty? 
Jeez. He's the fucking My, genius of the game, though. He is. Love him. Love Billy B. So my favorite, Billy. my oh. favorite quote of Billy B was when uh, somebody told him that uh, they were playing, they were playing Ben Roethlisberger, and they're, they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, how do you, how are you gonna defend Ben Roethlisberger? He's quarterback. He's 241 pounds. <laughs> Billy B's like 241 pounds. He's all of 241 pounds. Jesus." <laughs> That was, yeah, that was like the only time he'd go in depth into something is just like yeah. 241 pounds. It's like he's shocked. He's like, who in the fuck is this motherfucker? 241 pounds? Motherfucker, he's at least 260. Get the fuck out of here. His face alone weighs 180 pounds. Yeah. Just his second chin weighing in at 58 pounds. <laughs> the forehead fat's rocking at least 15. I mean, come on, do the math here. He's got the face of those that fucking like one hound dog, where his just fucking face is just like all droopy and shit. I don't know what the name of him are, but he's got that kind of face. Just fucking fat. Yeah, just bad face. His fucking yeah. neck, sausage neck. Big boy. Doesn't take a lot of sacks. Stays on his feet. Don, do you have an overreaction for week five? Oh, my overreaction for week five is the Steelers are going to go on a run here all the way to the AFC Championship game where they lose to New England. Nice. My overreaction is the Chiefs put up 30 points to one of the best offenses in the league. Defenses. Uh, de- yeah, defenses, sorry, not not offenses. Uh, yeah, so they put up 30 points on one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, Mahomey. Has over 300 yards through the air on that defense. The Chiefs are five and zero, and the Chiefs will be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. Damn. Mm. Overreaction, buying Don. <laughs> buying in Andy Reid. Put your head out of your ass. Yeah, I'm pulling my head out of my ass. Right, I'm gonna keep, keep my head in my ass right now. Actually, it's an overreaction, Don. It's not supposed to be realistic. Alright, we moving on here or what? I mean, the only thing we have left after that is, uh, if anybody, is there any more overreactions? I wish I had one. Well, if I'm gonna have any kind of overreaction, I'm, I'm gonna say Atlanta turns it around and makes a serious run for the Super Bowl. They, they've, they've got the offensive weapons. It's just the defensive side of the ball that's gonna, it's kind of, drag them down a little bit, but I think they can put up serious points. Uh, Devontae Freeman back. You got Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, um, Calvin Ridley. I mean, even Austin Hooper a little bit. I mean, I mean, you got these guys that can all catch the ball. and it, It's just a matter of can they keep points off the board and can Matty Ice get him the ball and can they make plays? And they'll be in the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Falcons, book it. I like it. I like it. Yikes. Okay. Well, after overreacts, I'm pretty sure that will round out week six in the Anything But Basketball podcast. That's me, Damo, Bundy, Buddha, coming at you every week. Follow us on Twitter. You can do takeaways. Ooh, what's your yeah? What's your final thought? I, I I got I got a quick final thought here. I'm gonna throw up in there real quick. 
Right, okay. I think I got, I got three of them. I'm going to throw them at you guys real quick. Hit me with something real quick, and then we'll go on from there. Okay, NFC East is terrible. Yep. Number one team is 500. Now, it's still early, but still. Um, and the next one, will the Eagles bounce back and beat the Giants, or was last year a fluke? And the Packers, is this finally now when the Packers completely fall off the face of the earth starting right now after Crosby's fucking debacles and Aaron Rodgers' injury? My answer is no. I think uh, I think they're just getting started, actually. I think Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers are about to make my life a living hell. I think that's what's gonna <laughs> that's what's coming down the pipeline for me in the NFC North. <clears throat> that's my final thought. Minus also my my last my actual final thought was I can't believe Pat Shermer is a fucking head coach in the NFL. <laughs> it's crazy. The way he handled the press conference I don't know if you guys saw the video, but the way he handled the press conference after the Panthers lost and then also answering to uh, the Odell Beckham Jr. questions about how he had his interview with Justina Anderson and whatnot. The way he handled that, he's like, don't fucking ask me. Ask, ask Odell. Like, I, he's a grown man. You can ask Odell. Like, actually, yeah, you, you are the head coach of this motherfucking team. You need to act like the head coach of this motherfucking team. You say, I got it fucking handled. Right. It ain't a fucking problem anymore. No, fuck them. Let them burn. Let them fucking fall. Fuck the Giants. Yeah, but fuck them all. Fair enough. It's a rant for another time, but yeah, I didn't. I um, hated the way he handled it. I'm gonna say something, and the Packers fans out there are not gonna like me for it. Fuck them. This is the beginning of the end for the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. This year, this is the downfall. This is the the. Start of the skid for the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. Okay, he's got seven seasons under his belt, eight seasons under his belt. Uh, looking at the rest of this year, you got to go to New England, you got to go to LA to play the Rams, you got to go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. You're hosting the Falcons. You got to go to Minnesota. You're hosting. You got to go to Soldier Field. You're hosting the Lions. They don't have an easy route out of this thing. And you are not surrounded by lackluster teams anymore. This is not the NFC North of five years ago, where it's just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, winning hands down, no issues. You have to actually fucking play now. Now you better hope you have a defense worth talking about coming and play these teams. They don't. They don't. Terrible and it ain't going to get any easier. It's not. It's just not. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. That's fine. But he does not have all-star talent, save Devontae Adams. Okay? He's running for his life half the time. His defense is fucking piss poor, always has been. This, right now, with the injury, this is the precursor to the downhill slide of Aaron Rodgers' tenure. I'm going to say it now. I agree with that. Well, the thing is, the Packers have fucked Aaron Rodgers for... Ever since he won the Super Bowl, pretty much. I mean, with the the caliber of oh fuck, Aaron I'm way Rogers, off. He's got 13 seasons in, hey. 
Yeah, he's been around since 2005. He's been starting since 2008-ish, I think. So uh, since since he's seven. been like since he's been like actually starting, it's yeah, 10, 11 years. But before the season started, he had 313 touchdowns, 78 interceptions, uh, pass rating of over 100. So uh, I I will not say that this is the end of Aaron Rodgers until it's the end of Aaron Rodgers because he's been a nightmare for me for the past <laughs> fucking 10-plus years. So, I'm not that saying, gone, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not going to see some up spikes, some winning seasons, some playoff appearances, but I am saying you will never see the Green Bay Packers play another fucking Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. You won't see it. It will not happen. Nope. I'm going to agree on that. I'll agree yeah. to the Super Bowl. This year, this is, this is where the skid starts. If somehow the Green Bay Packers can somehow buy defense, like in the next year or two, I can see it happening. They can't. Look at how much they just paid A-Rod. How are you going to get a top-tier defense? And I feel like they overpaid Devontae Adams. But that too. Big time. Jimmy Graham, I'm sure, wasn't fucking cheap. They've got a hardcore case of the fucking Detroit Red Wings just paying everybody, and they're terrible. They just they just fucking sell the house on their offense when their main problem was their defense and we everybody's known this for how long? Yeah, their main problem's been their defense for years. That defense hasn't cracked twenty five overall in ten years. They probably haven't cracked twenty five in the top twenty five since they won the Super Bowl. Ninety four. I would say probably since ninety four. No, they had a top defense maybe. when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. Yeah, in ninety four. No, in 2000. Oh, what year was that? 2008. Oh no, the more recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl they that they won. Have... Yeah. No, I don't think they did. No, the Super Bowl that they won, there was 2010, 2011, 2010 or 11. But I still think they had a piss poor defense. Oh, they did. They've always had a piss poor. I I can't think of a time they've had a good defense. I don't know why Dom Capers got so much fucking praise when he was when he was there. Packers fans are old-fashioned folk. A lot of them are uh, 40 and up. And some of them own the fucking Same team. old, same old. Keep it that way. Missionary sex only. Eat a lot of cheese. socks on. Yep, with socks on. Church on Sunday. Backseat Saturday night. There's nothing wrong Sunday with Albert said it best. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with living a wholesome life, having straight missionary sex once a month. You know, if that's what makes you happy, driving around your tractor, that's fine. The fact of the matter is, the Green Bay Packers will never put the pieces together with Aaron Rodgers because, realistically, he's got five years left. Five to six. I think they're going to pull it together in the five to six years and make a top-tier defense and make a run? I don't. I think they might make another NFC Championship game when Rodgers is on his last legs just fucking heaving it. But they're still going to lose because when it comes down to it, I don't care how good your offense is, you need... A defense that's passable enough to stop the other offense when you get to the playoffs. Because they're all good. I don't know. I think the Packers did have at least a top 25 defense when they won the Super Bowl. Because they won 27-20, 34-7. They lost 2017, won 28-26, lost 16-13, lost 23-20, won 28-24, won 9 nothing, won 45-7. They won 31-3. They lost 2017. Wonder, they won 34-16, uh, they lost 7-3, they lost 31-27, and then they won 45-17, and then they won 10-3. When did they, when did Capers take over? 
Park. I think Capers has been there. It was for years, uh, wasn't it? Anyway, well, wasn't that around that? Wasn't that around the time where he like came up with like that weird fucking defense? Dom Capers was the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers from 2009 to 2017. Okay. So in his second so year, he coordinator, second year with the Packers. Yep. Because he he brought so in that a little weird credit. defense. Yeah. Give him a little credit. He wasn't he wasn't terrible his Super Bowl year, obviously. Bundy just fucking laid it out for us. Thank you for that, because now he didn't make us look like total fucking idiots, I guess. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for that. I'm just because saying. we would have heard from somebody, wouldn't we have done? In the messages, we would have heard from somebody eventually about how the battle. When they won the Super Bowl, which was 2010, they had, quick numbers here. 25th best defense overall in points. That's just that's just points, mind you. That's not everything. Um, so 25th there. Then you look at it the last few years: 19, 24, 21, 26, 23. Uh, so you're you're right you're right in there in mediocrity. 24, 25, 22, 22, 26, 21, 24, well, so we're safe but we're safe to say that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Aaron Rodgers' time there has never had, like, a top 5-10 to 10 defense. No, and if you want proof, look at the year that he was out when he got injured in Minnesota. Was that last year? Last year. They were basically the Cleveland fucking Browns. Which has turned the fucking rules for tackling quarterbacks into fucking hell. Can't, you cannot land on the quarterback with your full body. What? Uh, huh? Motherfucker, I weigh 350 pounds. Did uh somebody not blow out their fucking ACL trying to not do that? But yet, but yet it's making it safer. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Nobody tunes in to watch the fucking left outside linebacker. Okay, people are tuning in buying jerseys to watch starting quarterbacks. Don, the Bears got an outside linebacker that's pretty fucking good that I tune in to watch every fucking Sunday. Uh, I'm not gay, but I would let Khalil Mack hold me. Sam. Hold them cheeks like fuck that booty box. He's got that flat top haircut, big arms. He'd carry me around. Absolutely. I'd piggyback that motherfucker all day long. You ain't piggybacking that motherfucker. No, I'm saying I'd ride on his back. Like a show pony. (laughs) First in show, ma. Motherfucker's a purebred. Alright. Well. From the University of Buffalo, mind you. Yeah. University yeah. of Buffalo. True. Name me somebody else who came from the University of Buffalo right quick. Let me Google search that real quick. <laughs> I can't. Exactly. I'm curious. I'm very curious to know. I am, I'm curious as well. Let's do a quick Google. It's a quick NFL alumni from the University of Buffalo besides Khalil Mack. I'm sure it's probably going to be pretty short. It's probably going to be someone sick, too. James Starks. Ooh. Number 44 for the Packers. Who cares? Five players total ever. James Starks, Trevor Scott, Stephen Means, Brandon Oliver, and Khalil Mack. Brandon Oliver. Brandon Oliver ain't bad. Yeah. 
So they they do have some. Yeah. What about Michigan uh, Tech? Are you really certain? Tech probably only has one. Honestly. No, I think they've I think they've got like three or four actually. To be honest. Uh, four. Oh, Chuck Chuck Limbaugh. He played at Tech, didn't he? No, he played. Or at Oh, you got. Uh, oh yeah. Was that uh, Berger? R.I.P. Berger. That a boy. Jim Van Wagner, Dave Walter. With that, though, we have gone way longer than we usually go, and I we there's not a whole lot for me to cut. There's probably it's uh, all good stuff. Thought, all good solid stuff. three minutes for me to cut. So uh, this episode is going to be way longer than usual. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Exciting announcement before we go. We're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Uh-oh. iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, we're pretty much everywhere. Spotify, all that good shit. So, yeah, follow us on that. Listen to us on that. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Anything But Basketball. Follow us on uh, Instagram, at Anything But Basketball. Follow us on Twitter, which we need to be more active on. Yeah, and we also need to put out some more blogs basketball. on WordPress. Oh, my fuck. Yeah, it's been a long fucking month for it's me. It's been a rough month for uh, getting shit done. But. Random fact. There has been... Nine or ten NMU players to play in the NFL. Yeah, one of them is Chuck Klingbeil. He OD'd on pain pillars. Okay. Uh, one of them is... One of them is Tim Kearney, who was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth round with the 83rd pick in 1972. How many games did he start? Okay, minus he the NFL. He played from 1972 to 1981. Okay, minus the NFL. Can I just say something real quick? Yes. Right. I don't know. CFL I don't know legend from NMU, who's not Chuck Klingbeil. Do you know it? CFL legend? I, I, I want to say I've heard this name before, too. As soon as you say it, I'm going to know. Me and DJ played against Steve his... Steve Mariucci? Me no. and DJ played against his <laughs> child. In oh. Who's the team? Who did he play for? Who's the team? Uh, probably, he played, I think he played with uh, Chucky uh, at the... Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah. No, no, no. Who's the no. kid? Where did the kid play? Oh, he played it for Northern and for Ishpeming. Oh, fuck. fuck. I know who this is, too. Yeah, well, okay. His last name's Jurison. Ah. Uh, yep, yep. 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 Son of a bitch. I heard that, too, before. Shout out. If you're a listener, Mr. Jurison. Shout out. But other shout than that, out, buddy. Shout out. Killed it. Also, he, that, that Kearney, who was in the league for nine years, he played 106 games. Nice. That's actually <laughs> impressive. And he had three interceptions. So wow. we should, we should, uh, I know it's kind of tough to be doing we one podcast already, but do like some bonus shit. Linebacker? Dude. Yeah, we gotta do some bonus episodes. Just, uh, us talking about whatever we want to talk about that day. Elite quarterback conversations, that, that would probably go on for a while. We could probably oh, do a solid uh, bonus and, episode on that. Me and Don, last January, we were drinking whiskey at my parents' house. Drew up that night, so did you. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, turns out, Don, I had pneumonia. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had the brown bottle flu, so it's the same. But anyway, me and Don had probably like a 
oof, six, five, six hour conversation about elite quarterbacks. Oh my goodness. We had an Xbox Live party battle for. Yeah, well, the Xbox Live party battles just turned into Don getting shit on, so. Yeah, because you said Aaron Rodgers is not the elite quarterback, and everybody shit on your face. Yeah, I deserve that if I said that. Before this season, Don, I know Aaron Rodgers' stats before this season. 313 on a touchdowns. No, okay. Interception. Obviously. Okay, here we go. If I said that, I was wrong, and I admit that. Okay, let's save this for a bonus episode. Yeah, keep we gotta the, do a right. bonus episode. Keep on the tension straight keep up. Fire, keep Damian, the fire. Here this weekend, right? We gotta I'll cut this, this one off. We should do a bonus episode this weekend while I'm home. Probably do a bonus episode this weekend. This could be late at night, but that's fine. Yeah, I'll check the uh, schedule and see. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> my schedule, my schedule's wide open. You gotta fucking lay on some jurgens and pound one out. It's gonna take at least three, three and a half seconds. So. <laughs> around that, plus eating, it's gonna take an hour and a half. Big Jurgens guy, are you? Uh, no, actually, I'm not. But Bath yeah. Body Works. Yeah, whatever, whatever's available. Shampoo, don't well, matter. Friday night, I don't work, so there's that. And then Saturday night, I do work. Yeah, but you only work until like what nine o'clock? Uh, depends and on the hockey. Time? Hockey game might be. 11 or 12 my time, so. Well, it probably won't be till Joel gets, we and me and Joel get off work anyway, and we don't get off work till 11 our time, so. So, do you want to do it Friday or Saturday or Sunday night? Either Friday, way, Friday, 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 Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. It'd be nice to, like, we put this episode out Thursday, boom, bonus episode out yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Friday night. Well, Friday, Friday night, probably out, like, Monday, but. Friday night it is. Well, you have a laptop now. Well, is it a Mac? Mine? Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. It's a, it's a $300 HP laptop. Yeah, we have to wait till you got home then. Yeah. I, I mean, I could I could pack up the Mac fucking desktop in the box and bring it with me, I guess. You could. It takes a little bit of room, but... Well, there is no tower. It's just a monitor and a keyboard. But. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think. We'll yeah. about it. Bonus episode coming soon. Look for yeah. it. Just a fucking ranting episode. That's all. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. Oh, yes. Joel's gonna shit on me a lot. It's gonna be great. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on Donald. Me and Bondle might get into a heated argument about oh, something yeah, really well, dumb. Yeah. But other than that, I think I think it'll be pretty PC. All right. Well, that's all I got for today. I got rock piss pretty heavily. And uh, same. Yeah. Follow us on all the shit. We got WordPress. We got Instagram. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. Blogs be coming out soon. Uh, get after it. By by the way, you guys want to type some blogs or no or what? Whatever you want to talk about. No, me per not me and DJ need to get on it. You two, do you want to be in on it or what? I can. All you gotta do is rant via typing. Yeah, I can. I can do it every once in a while. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll send you. I'll send you the link and all that. Downtime at work. That's what I do. Well, I used to do. I don't really have that much now, but. All right. Either way, we need to stop recording because we're way over what we need to be doing. So yeah. it's a good time, though. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Bonus episode coming soon. Look out for it. Peace. See ya. Peace out. Peace out.